welcome to episode 36 of Muse on Marvel. It's marvelous. I'm your host, Nigel. I'm Colin. And I'm Josh. Just a three-pack today. Yeah, no Gar. Really, uh... Or Nick or Lance. Jeez. Or Nick or Lance. Yeah, well, no, everyone's forgotten that Nick even exists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, including Nick. Including Nick, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lance is strictly shake your pants now, so... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, shit your pants and rib jobs. That's right. Yep. 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 Um Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a panel to play the drop today. For Miss Windu? <laughs> there was that one, but also for Mbaku, the panel to play that we already got. Uh, they oh. dropped it today. Uh, oh. oh, I yeah, I saw it. I didn't. <laughs> it was I was like, like oh, Mbaku. I thought it was just a picture. Of it. Yeah, no, it oh. was literally they just reposted the panel to play. It was like, okay, yeah. you guys are really dragging it out here. <laughs> yeah, uh, doesn't also, it come out in like the time at the time this podcast? Drops? Yeah, it's why they they released it. Whatever, however many oh. like three weeks yeah. ago or whatever. And so I don't know if they just pushed publish on like the wrong article. Or, like, what's going on there, but... Mm. Uh, strange. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I feel like the Wakanda Rivals pack has to be, like, next on the docket, the um, Killmonger Black Panther. Yeah, that makes pack. sense. That, yeah, that would have been a cool that thing to play today. Yeah. That and Wakanda Terrain, I assume, is what we'll see next. Oh, Wakanda but, Terrain. Yeah. 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 Let's see. I'm yeah. sure it's coming. I mean, if if uh, Black Panther is an Avenger, I guess I have to I'm, purchase I'm, some stuff. That's he will probably well, yeah, maybe he won't be mm-hmm. in the rivals. Like they like to do that snapshot in time, right? And he wasn't like an Avenger when he was trying to take back Wakanda from Killmonger in the first movie, right? He became an Avenger after that. No, he was an Avenger for he was in Civil War first. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well you're screwed then but i mean it's more of a just uh like they don't ex- exclusively go by the movies but this seems pretty movie related i don't know yeah yeah well i know people are schmoopy about the fact that they haven't announced a lot for mcp of late but i actually feel like it's a good thing because there's like so many models that we haven't played and that I know that you, mm-hmm. our listener, haven't played because we only play thirty percent of mm-hmm. the models in, in like in print. I feel like, yeah. I know I am ready to explore all the existing models. Yeah, I watched today. Uh, Rich Mid had their tier list of X Men, so just just people in the X Men affiliation tier list. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say Rogue got a B. Or Wait. maybe even a C. So <laughs> yeah. is it people in the affiliation only, or is it people that splash in the affiliation? Only the affiliation. You have to have the okay. X-Men affiliation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Rogue should not have gotten a C. I can get on board with a B. Well, keep in mind that A had Beast, Emma Frost. Um, okay, so the Emma Frost feels disingenuous, because the only reason they put that as an A is because of Hellfire Club. And if it's an X Men affiliated list only, then that I think they, have been there. I think she's up there because of uh, Headmistress. That causes some broken X Men shit. Mm. Um, I'm rolling my eyes for the yeah. listeners that can't, can't <laughs> yeah. see it. Yeah, I actually didn't listen to the Emma Frost explanation. I just was like skipping past. I was like, I was uh, 
I don't even know what I was impatient for because they were just talking about shit I didn't care about, like Beast or whatever. I was like, bleh. Also, uh, I'm surprised you don't like Beast. He's pretty sweet. Uh, Beast is all right. Um, they actually they complain about the same things that I complain about, which is he's got this bizarre. And then they made him an A. And then they made him an A. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got this. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, he's a medium based media mover uh, with good. He's a tank and no, has a and throw. Di- and dice manipulation. Yeah, and a throw. And yeah. power generation. Hey, he's yeah. he's fucking great. He has a he, three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not much going wrong with him. But he does have the, I have a, I have a range three attack that if I hit my, if I hit my wilds, I teleport to you. But you don't always want to hit your, you don't always want to teleport. If you, if you hit the wild, you have to, you can't like yeah, not do it. Yeah. Game. Yeah. So it's like a. Yeah, it's not a. It's like a weird thing. I've had I've played against beasts where that affected him in a negative way. So that being said, a lot of people have it where they just teleport regardless. Like I think Logan, like is Logan, just, like, Logan just you. does it. Period. Yeah, it's not a me. He yeah. just he jumps yeah. on you and Rhino and yeah. Squirrel Girl. I think, but I think that's more. Um, better. But they're not like they're those generally aren't uh, objective grabbers. Yeah. Like wait, it's a it's a wild trigger to place for beast. Yeah. Yeah. You can always choose not to take your triggers. Not him. He, he specifically cannot? Correct. I have to look at this rule yeah. now. I'm stopping the cast Yeah. to look at this rule. Everybody's screaming at me. You don't know Beast, you <laughs> idiot. Um, so, so I assume it was- saying if you, like, say if you- You can choose pierce, to, like, I got a wild, I'm not going- Yeah. I'm not going to pierce. Right. That's my understanding. Maybe I've been playing this game wrong. Mm. Uh, that wouldn't be the eighth time. <laughs> yeah, it's it? just after this attack is resolved, place this character within one of the target character, but it's just a trigger for beast. Yeah, it's just a it's just a wild What's trigger. A, oh, it's a wild trigger. Yeah, yeah, wild trigger ambush. After this yeah. attack is resolved, place this character within one, but you can just not. I'm pretty sure you don't have to do your triggers. I think you do have to do your triggers. I'm taking Richmond. I think those guys have played more. I am out. absolutely not taking Richmond. I've yeah. listened to him talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard of being a sh- choosing to not. Yeah. Also, when I first, 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 first got in, I played a bit of Beast, and that was what everybody was telling me. It was like, oh, you got the triggers, so you have to do it, or whatever. Like, that was the. Well, just because that's what everybody was telling you doesn't mean yeah. it was right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that Rich Mid's backing it up. And those guys have more than 100 games of Shadowpoint already. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'm just saying, you don't just put anything on YouTube. You put anything on a podcast, but YouTube's like slightly better. Well, somebody's coming through. It's the been rules. vetted. I'm you can, you can get, it doesn't come up immediately. On you my can search, get a copyright so. strike if you put the wrong shit on YouTube. This is great. We're starting off with something where uh, uh, at least five of our Discord members can jump into the Discord yeah. and well, tell us. I would like them to post a screenshot of the rule book that says you have to take a trigger or not. <laughs> yep. They will. I mean, uh, Aaron Trevenwind absolutely will immediately post the rules. Yeah. Circled. You know, be like, you guys could just read the rules once. The tragedy is there probably <laughs> is no picture. There there won't be, like, it'll just be like a forum post. It'll be like a screen cap of a forum post. I'm trying to think if I've ever not taken a trigger. And I don't think I have because, like, you just, like, always want them. Except, I guess, if you're Beast. Mm-hmm. That's bizarre. Now I need to know, do I have to pierce my opponent's there's a million nice. reasons why you wouldn't want to because, like, if you're only doing one damage and you don't want them to, like, high-progress or you don't want them to... So you're doing the roll thinking, I'm going to go for a big damage, then you flub it, and you don't want to just do one damage. So mm-hmm. you'd be like, I'll just not pierce. And then yeah. I, I, can, I see your argument. Yeah. 
I don't think I've had that situation occur, but I do see the possibility. There's also, I thought there was like, there used to be a reason to not take the pierce uh, at the end of some of the turns for the scoring purposes and then yeah. dazing from the like objectives and stuff. Yep. Um, because I feel like I, well, you told me a story about Beanish doing that, but that, I think he did that it with Green been, Goblin. Yeah. Okay. And he chose to roll one of my failures into okay. a block so that yeah. I would. It was specifically because he wanted to do less damage. It wasn't because he didn't want to take a trigger. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But that was one where if you're trying to manipulate things by one, you would do it. So yeah. if you could manipulate anything by one, there's probably a scenario where you'd want to do it. And then. Interesting. Mm. Well, I'll look this up after mm. the fact or when we have a lull or yeah. something. It's on YouTube. It's their most recent video. So well, I'm not, looking, look, I'm not looking up the Rich Mid. If you want to look it up there. I believe you that Rich Mid <laughs> said it. It's right at the beginning. And Beast is like, they do an alphabetical yeah. order. Beast is right up the, you know. And if he said it, he has been playing it for a long time. He's yeah. probably right. It's just, this is a revelation to me that yeah. I have to use my triggers. Yeah. Now I'm triggered. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, if you squirrel girl use that card and you roll it, you have to kill them. I have to remove <laughs> that model. <laughs> you have to. You cannot choose to <laughs> yeah. not remove the model. You're like, no, I'd rather just put four status effects on them. I'm like, nope, remove it. Yep, get them out of there. Yep. But the Damn status effect. I've lost priority. I was gonna really make use of <laughs> kicking when they're down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my my black widow too. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, speaking of uh, possibly underplayed models, question mark. How about an update on our little four pack? We don't have Gar, so you can't tell about tell us about his ants and his pants. But yeah, I can tell you it was he had a great time. He enjoyed playing Ant Man, and his exact words after our game in which he played Ant Man were, uh, "Ant Man seemed fine, but I don't think that uh, Asgard, Asgard wants him." And I was like, I don't know if that's true. Hmm. But he's not here to defend himself. So. That's true. So. We'll just leave it hanging pregnant in the air. Yep. I'll never give birth. Never. Yeah. Uh, so Colin had the witch. Yep. I got to play Scarlet Witch. Got it in two games. Um, both were really good games. Uh, it was... She was weird. Because so in my... was it? So I'm I'm like my games are blending together a little bit. So in my game against was it me you we played eight turns of her. <laughs> oh true. yeah, yeah. It was eight turns, uh, but she ended up fighting just like a Bob, uh, or uh, yeah, yeah. And you were Hydra playing her Bob. in a Ven- Sam Avengers? No, no. That one was uh, Guardians. Yes, yeah. It was Guardians. It was wide yeah. Guardians. Yeah. yeah, that one was Guardians. Um, I mean, she did play them to a stalemate to you yeah, know, yeah, hit she, her defense. She played against Bob and Toad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, on one side of the that's board. That's four versus five. Five. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she took down Bob, or she took down, well, she took them both down at some point, but then Bob decided he was going to shoot a cannon at her, and then he one-shot her. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then she, like, woke up, and I, I don't know, it was, it was, she was fine. She did, she hits really hard. Um I wasn't like disappointed. It was like one of those things. Like, ah, oh, actually, I think I could, because like I was playing her out of affiliation, obviously. And there's like in Avengers, I've been looking for something, just kind of out of the or-, or like out of the ordinary to play, and she's pretty out of the ordinary, and she's like still powerful. And um, I I like playing Sam a lot, so I think she actually fits into Sam's playstyle like quite a bit. Um, where if I if we're ever in like a bunched up situation 
where she can kind of surround my dudes, I can pass out judgment pretty consistently, I feel like. So um, I think that sounds like a lot of fun. And then my other game was against Josh, where we played hot dog, straight eat, nothing but Double ease. hot dog, weird guzzling glizzies. Just guzzling yeah. uh, the bloodiest battle you've ever seen. <laughs> it was pretty gross. We did both agree before the game that we were just going to punch each other till we died. Yeah, which is pretty much what happened. I think we still made it to like turn five or six. I think so. Well, it takes a while but to punch each other until yeah, you die. You know, we, we we couldn't score enough points. <laughs> there was a point where I like I had actually given up on scoring points. I was scoring points by accident. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, yeah. But it was a really close, really good game. Uh. But it was like, uh, uh Cassandra Nova out, outdid Scarlet Witch in that game pretty hard. Yeah. But that's because I, I couldn't do damage to Cassandra Nova. I was going to say, she didn't outdo her <laughs> specifically damage-wise, but in terms of just... Yeah, just being relevant. I mean, Scarlet Witch is kind of just... She just accidentally falls over. And there's no real reason that she should accidentally... Like, she has she has defensive tech and she has, like... Uh, like she she's counts three, skulls. Four, four. She counts her skulls. Good stats. She's got good stats. Like, that's more than a lot of models... She has six health, I think, on her front side. Well, as a Domino enthusiast, I didn't like Domino for months. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until I got the skulls both ways on offense and defense where I was like, oh, my God, this is the best model in the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're in. I think it was in that game where she rolled She rolled some skulls on offense and was like, whoa, this feels really good. I think she one-shot the model anyway. Yeah. But it was like there was like times like it feels really good when you start like those skulls show up. Um, yeah, she hit like a truck in our game. Yeah. She just like accidentally fell over to Winter Soldier. Um, I think like turn two or beginning of turn two, maybe. So. Yeah. Winter Soldier killed her on a set, his site. Like he dealt no damage on his first set of rapid fire. And then on his second shot, yeah. rapid fire, he killed her. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, Nova, no, I guess Nova did kill her in one mm-hmm. single one, one attack attack. Yeah. On her backside. Yeah, I think it was the six, was, it was a six die six die mystic the mind possession attack. But yeah. yeah, I was expecting to live that attack, and then I did. I not. was expecting for you to yeah. live that attack, and me just walk you away, so you can only walk back and attack me once. Yeah, that was the whole plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was expecting to judgment you and get walked away. Yeah, and then it did not go that way. Did not go that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was like she was. She's good. Uh, she left me wanting to play her more, which is really why I feel like any of us to, like even volunteered to do this. It was to hopefully find new models to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, she's been sitting on my painting table like uh, maybe like 10% of the way painted like forever. Like, she's one of the first models I ever put paint on. And then I just never got around to painting her. So I'd, like maybe I'll finish up painting her and start playing her again. Um, but yeah. I think I want to try her in Avengers. I've been very, I've been really liking playing like nothing but affiliated Avengers lately, and that's been a lot of fun. So, do you want to talk a little bit about why you chose to play her in Guardians and then Cabal? Like, what your thought process was there? Well, Cabal, uh, I played her in Cabal just because that was the second game against Josh. Just because Cabal is actually my favorite thing to play. Um, that was like when I I played a game of Ant Man prior to us doing this challenge thing. Uh, and I was just like, I want to play Cabal, but I do want to play Ant-Man. Screw it. I'm just going to throw Ant-Man in with uh, Red Skull's Cabal. And then it was like, oh, hey, this actually just kind of works. I feel like any, like, like in my opinion, almost anything can go with this Red Skull. Um, just because it's like, hey, if you 
if you're a model that might want some extra power that can put out some damage, you're going to go great in Cabal. Like, mm. This is how it works. Um, so there's like models that like some of the, the, I know we talk about the beam team every once in a while and with Red Skull and how fun that could be or cool that could be. Um, this is like kind of the, like a lesser version, I guess, where you can, anything can go in because you're just getting extra power and just lets you do more of your own stuff that you want to do anyway. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, then for guardians, it was just add consistency. Uh, you're playing, you can play wide, uh, which I always prefer playing wide for the most part. Um, just not because it's like, I just don't understand the tall lists, how they actually even score points. Um, Cause it's just like when you're playing three miles against like six, like how are, I, I don't know. They like, don't, they just deny you from trying to score points and mm-hmm. then they, and try to get, they never end up with more than like eight points in a game or whatever. Yeah. Well, they'll like win. Like, you know, I've definitely been trucked by Malekith where they get to 16, but it's like they break it. So it's like the, you know, it's like gamma research station and then they push your butt all the way off your back point And then they're mm-hmm. just, that that's when they start scoring their five mm-hmm. a turn. That's fair. But, just you know you gotta they gotta fight you first just takes them a little longer to set it up yeah um so yeah i was playing but guardians just adds consistency with the dice rolls she doesn't have rerolls so um her with rerolls is really gross because like you don't need to reroll the skulls because those just count as successes so um so you can reroll the shield on the blanks and you've got a wide variety of things that count exactly rerolls always better if you count more yeah and specifically skulls. <laughs> specifically skulls, for sure. <laughs> skulls is by far the best thing to count. For sure. Um, so, yeah. Like, actually, I feel like Domino could be a fun splash in Guardians. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, you do some rerolling. Not, hmm. not oh, with cable, two yeah. dice, but. Not two dice and not on defense, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, if like, I do feel like with winging the tokens, if you have to use it on defense, you're just wasting your winging the token. I don't think so. Uh, I feel yeah. like the where it like really shines there is like when you take your attack action and you just didn't need the rerolls. Yeah, and then you're just sitting on a winging it token. Oh well, sure. And it's like, oh my god, which like the worst happened. <laughs> it happened <laughs> yeah. to Colin with Scarlet Witch. Yeah, like, yeah. You'd blow up Bob and then be like, oh, I guess I'll just uh, sit on my wing in it, and it's like. It's just like extra discouragement against like even trying it. Four defense county skulls, you know, and rerolling, yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you had some specific thoughts about uh, her cards during the game, too. Do you want to talk about that at all? Uh, I kind of just thought they like it's like on on its. So you didn't like, you didn't play Winds of Chaos. I did not play Wings of Chaos. But you did play... I did play No More Mutants. In both of your games with her. Only one of my games. Okay. Um, it was the game with... I mean, I think I... I, I like didn't even use it against Nigel, but it was like a threat, so Nigel couldn't do what he wanted to do, which was reload with Bob to take another shot. Uh, yeah. So he had, to, he had to change his mind. So, like... It worked. I never actually even played the card because Nigel just decided, no, nah, I'm not. I'm just not going to do it because it's like a waste if he goes for it and then I use the card. So it's like the card had an effect, but <laughs> it also didn't get played. So well, it was like it was like a thing of I have Bob with eight power and I want to reload, but I also want to be able to do other superhero stuff. So like, yeah. you know, Toad slinking away. Um, you can shut down like the whole table. So it's like. I'll just wait till he shuts down something. It might even be more impactful, but I can't put eight power in the toilet. 
Yeah. Well, there was like a weird situation of I, he, you had more models than I did. And then, uh, you could have walked over sinister and then pulled, um, like pulled one of my models in closer. Um, so I could either shut that down or I could shut down the reload or, but, but you needed to like, you needed her to go first to see where she was going to go. So I just kept on passing and going with anything else except for her. Yeah. And then, uh, it just created this like kind of a weird, like it, like it had the card itself had a good effect on the game. Yeah. Um, and it was noticeable, but ultimately you didn't play it. So it's like, yeah, uh, I didn't even play it. So like, did it, did I get use out of it? Yes. I think, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. It's so hard to judge if it was actually worth taking though. Yeah. Um, because like if I had taken another card that maybe had more of an effect, like, uh, well, like one, I didn't take a rocket and Groot's card, which probably has a bigger effect than, uh, the no more mutants. Um, whatever the, oh my gosh. Deadly duos. Deadly duos. Yeah. Like I would have had a couple good chances to use deadly duos in that game. They would have been effective. And then I didn't have the card, so I couldn't do it. But that was also largely on me because I just kind of, I took like crew of the Milano instead, which was definitely not the right call. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I plowed Groot thinking you had deadly duos. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was assuming you had deadly duos. So I just went out of my way plowing Groot. Yep. So it's as if you had that card too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No. Guardians is fun. I do enjoy playing Guardians. Um, I know Thanos Guardians is pretty hated, but it's also super fun to play. I, I like. Yeah, I've played that a little bit too. Um, not like recently. It was like kind of pre Adepticon, I think. Mm-hmm. I we played it. a few games yeah. back when it was definitely well before. Immortal Hulk because yeah. I was playing regular it's actually, Hulk. It's actually funny because the person that kept on getting it was Nick. <laughs> like for some reason, oh, I yeah. always end up like because it wasn't that I was like actively, actively trying to play it. It was just uh, I was like, I want to play Guardians. I want to play Thanos. And like I don't have like I either play Thanos with Avengers randomly or mm-hmm. I play Thanos with Guardians and, and I own the model and it cost me money to get. So I was going to play it. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it, he's. It's fun. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So Scarlet Witch, overall, I'm gonna keep playing her. So uh, good. I like her. Yeah. She's not like it's like weird because she's not top of the top of the tops. So like, even just crazy five, five pointers. She's, she's like one of those models that when you read her card for the first time, you're just like she bangs so hard. Like she just looks. At least for me, when I read her card the first yeah. time, I was just like. What mm-hmm. the f even is this model? Like, uh, you're just gonna blow. She's just gonna blow everything off the table. Like every yeah. turn, she needs protection. And then you see she has like a counter spell as like a taxes card she can bring. Yeah, uh-huh. and you're just like, holy fuck! How is this model not played all the time? Yeah. And then you see her in practice, and she just like takes half a turn off to get into place, and then she's not in place, and then. She gets like dumpstered out of nowhere, like one turn, and you're like, "Oh, okay, okay, I, yeah, I get it," but she's still good. Yeah, it's like I think that she has homes. Like I, th- I know Nigel talked about her with uh, Brotherhood, just having all that power. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that sounds really good. And then there's uh, like I think there's a place with her in Avengers because one, she is an Avenger, so she benefits from the Avengers card move. Um, the little Avengers heal and like getting rid of stun and stuff or whatever. 
Uh, and then like you have things like Luke Cage and you have Captain America, you have ways to kind of keep her going. Um, so she's not easy to target. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you get those fighting scenarios or like those E's, those gammas where she can sit close to the back point and just like be effective cause she's effective on the back points and she's a five pointer. That's like kind of powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And also for Avengers, Avengers do want some mystic attacks. Um, like I know uh, in my early Avengers days, all I took was physical and it was, it would get me every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but having some mystic attacks for random pieces is always nice, but yeah, I like her. She's cool. All right. Nigel. Uh, I played sinister. Um, I liked him. I, uh, didn't, I don't think I gave him the best, uh, places to shine, but he generally just did sinister stuff. I was sort of straddling between the memes of like making a person versus uh, using his kit to do more in-game sinister stuff. Um, and I tried to do kind of equal amounts of both and to like a limited degree. Did I make a person in our game? Uh, not in our game. Yeah. You did in the game with Colin. I had three, I had three points in the bank and then he, yeah, you regret, you had said at one point in that game that you regretted not just going in and making, a three, I think, is yeah, what you were going to try to Yeah, I could make. have let him daze. I could have let him daze on turn two, but put three points in the bank, and then um, I would have been able to make a three. Yeah, and instead you used them to prevent Sur- prevent yourself from... Survive, but then he got yeah. dazed on three, and then you didn't get to make the tokens before he dazed, yeah. and then he died. So I was like, oh, I should have just dazed and moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I walked away a little bit impressed with... Um, him handing out root and uh, um, fun little play things. Yeah, that was, uh, I had, I'm sure at one point reading his card, I remembered that, because you played him for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at one point I remembered that he did that, but yeah. in the middle of our game when uh, I was like, and Cassandra Nova's going to control the board, moving stuff around, and you were like, move Cassandra Nova around. And I was like, what? You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I played Hellfire in both cases because, uh, you know, uh, he really wants that extra power, um, which makes like Red Skull Cabal, like OG Red Skull Cabal, really good for him. Or um, Magneto are like his two best, probably uh, fits. But Hellfire's just good enough to keep his shit online all game. And the big thing is he can like double beam, which is pretty exciting. Like every turn, if mm-hmm. he wants to, he can just double beam. Um, he's not doing, other than handing out root, he's not doing anything else, but that's still fine. Like, I wish he could hold over three extract tokens or whatever genetic samples. Yeah, that actually seems like always one of his weak spots. Yeah, He's not having more than that. Yeah, and the 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 samples are cool because you can like effectively have it. Always like gives people like this barrier of like oh, he's sitting on three tokens, so I got to put in like a big attack. But then they'll do like a five dice attack and he'll do eight damage, and then he just like gets wiped anyway. He's like, oh fuck, there goes the samples and he's dazed <laughs> or whatever. Or I can use all three samples to like barely not daze or whatever. It's like never that exciting actually. Um, it's not exactly as good as DR, but some situationally it's better. But yeah, I mean it's it's better a lot of times, right? Because it's like when you're staring it down, just like oh, he can go negative three damage on any given attack. Like no DR model can do that. Nobody wants to put in one attack. The problem is there's like a sunk cost fallacy that opponents will suffer. So if they do anything to him, they'll focus him. Like oh man, I got those. 
things off of him. So now I'm plowing uh, him until he's yeah. gone. I mean, that's true. So, um, you know, you feel pretty good going to the end of the turn and they only have one activation left and he's sitting on his three. You're like, fuck it. They, like, nobody's attacking him because it's just like, that's a waste. In fairness, so you had uh, some tech to, like, add to that with um, uh, Crimson Guardian. No. Red Guardian. Damn it, Colin. Hmm. <laughs> ah. With Red Guardian in our game, uh, which I just happened to have, one, the ability to separate them with Cassandra Nova, like, relatively easily, hmm. and two, uh, also rolled, like, nutso on uh, Red Guardian every time and just, like, made him made his defensive capabilities yeah. irrelevant. But I do feel like if you layer just, like, against most lists that don't have the capability of doing that easily like you layer just like a little bit of extra protection for him on top of his regular and like maybe it's just like too much to overcome yeah it, no that's probably fine and also in that list i don't know if i play him if i'm like i'm going against sentinels i'm not going to take the like all mystic oh, attacker right. yeah with fun <laughs> yeah. little play things you know yeah, like can't move sentinels that's happened to me a couple times where i just like i really want to play sinister and then i just play against josh and he's playing sentinels i'm like sweet <laughs> yeah, yeah that was actually me with uh uh scarlet witch it's like i don't think i would actually drop scarlet witch in this matchup yeah but yeah elite with which i was going to make the point when we were talking about her is that her six dice counting skulls basically offsets how good they are against mystic attacks it's like yeah it's in the ballpark yeah so it's like i don't know if i'd feel that bad going into them but mm-hmm. um yeah the uh just as like you know i guess i can root them and that's probably annoying for sentinel prime um but and also, you know, they're big, easy miles to hit your sample triggers. Yeah, I mean, her, her, or him moving uh, Nova around and rooting her in our game yeah. or whatever, like, that was obnoxious. Yeah. And yeah, you kind of trivially, even with me only having four models, I think, you still, like, fairly trivially picked up two sample tokens, yeah. like, multiple times throughout the game on a single attack. Yeah. Yeah, him being able to, like, that's the cool thing with uh, him with power. If he can get a surplus going, he can like line up his own beams and do fun stuff. But yeah, yeah, you did that a couple times, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like him. I like his kit. And then against Colin, he made a guy. I think it feels pretty good to go six wide and then make a three point model to go seven wide. That's a pretty feels pretty good, hmm. especially in Hellfire Club. I made Taskmaster. I don't know. I think I would do that. I would probably put something more impactful. <laughs> I would put something maybe more impactful. Um, I was trying to think of models I'd put on, you know, a three-point model that would dump down and just be high impact. Um, X-23. Oh, yeah. Is up there. But why wouldn't she just be, like, one of the first three-pointers that makes your yeah. team yeah. is the well, question. actually, like, Miss Marvel, like... That's why like, she was in the list train, was like, yeah. I'm going to try to make Miss Marvel or like I had Quicksilver as like a thought. Yeah. Um, I actually think Cap Sam Wilson, maybe Sam Wilson is uh, not, not bad to put down because Sam Wilson can, if you put Sam Wilson down or slash the Howling Commandos, they can instantly move him. Like they can um, give him action economy. With the three power that they bring in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the earliest it's, possible to make a three threat is on turn three is that yeah, correct top top of three so you come in on turn three with your extra okay. dude just making sure that i i had that right because you don't uh put the tokens in until the end of your turn and then you have to make them during your activation or is it your yep, power it's in the power phase in the power phase okay yep in the cleanup phase you put them in there and in the power phase you 
and yeah, you eat the two Tatis cards, probably worth it. If you had some sort of weird gimmick, like Lockjaw or something, you could probably get away with um, not having force extraction, but then you're playing Lockjaw or whatever. Yeah. You're trying to do something weird. What about in Weapon X? Maybe I'll play him in Weapon X. Um, I'd like thought that he would be awesome in Weapon X. Because that is definitely bringing X twenty three in for free, right? And she's like low hanging fruit. You could bring or honey if you badger. already have it. Like there's always, yeah. uh, you know, she might already be there. But yeah, you could bring in honey badger pretty easily if she doesn't make it. But you could also have models like uh, we're well, gonna have Domino probably, and uh, right, she's Weapon X, isn't she? Yeah, she's Weapon X. Yeah, you're gonna have Domino available, and you might X. you might have Deadpool, and you might just have a splash character that you don't yeah always bring in. Yep, an Ant Man perhaps. Zemo. There's a bunch of like super solid threes. Yeah, where you're just like you can't quite get them all into a list necessarily, mm-hmm. but maybe. I guess the problem there is the two tactics cards, but Yeah, that's hundred percent. Yeah, that's the big thing. Um Yeah, he's got a lot of interesting things though. So think about him this way with those two cards. You're you're fun- you're dumping those two cards, but you've got a four point model who's got a fair amount of control, okay damage, okay stats and stuff. Um, but you're going to get an extra three point model. So it's like, like, geez, like if, imagine if you had grunts for, you know, if you're thinking the game's going to go six turns and you had grunts for four of those six. Mm-hmm. Now if the game's only going to go three turns and you only get grunts for one of those turns. That's awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. But like against Colin, it was like, I got to smoke the whole pack. I got Taskmaster from three to eight. So we got five, yeah. <laughs> five turns of Taskmaster yep. doing absolutely jack shit. Just doing doing what a taskmaster would. <laughs> True, throwing the occasional shield and standing mm-hmm. on points and stuff. I mean, I guess he he did flip points and stuff, but whatever. Yeah, got blown up on the very first attack. <laughs> first, after first, yeah, just instantly got fucking shit on by Drax. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, Drax. Yeah, it was essentially just uh, the cloning ranks brings the model in wounded or injured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he's a fun model. I think he's got a lot of weird shit going on. And he doesn't punish you for him being on the table. So, like, in the case of Colossus, Colossus is an amazing model who, like, breaks the game on his back uh, or on his knee. He he breaks the game over his knee if you can keep him in position, which is the idea of playing him in Hellfire. She's helping him stay in position. Mm-hmm. And, and also in Hellfire, you can play other models that help him. Um, but essentially, he can be an actual problem. But, like, this guy's way easier. You know, medium-based, medium-mover. He's like, he gets into doing other things too. Mm-hmm. Like if you can give him power, he can be doing beta ray bill things or he can be doing like a lot of jobs. So yeah, I don't know. He's, he's worth thinking about. And are you still pretty committed to force extraction cloning banks plan? Or are you like, yeah, it's totally like I would often just take him without the cloning banks and just play, you know, maybe force extraction. I would play him with Cloning Banks force. Ex- oh yeah, maybe force extraction. But I would always play Cloning Banks. I you would know. always play yeah. Cloning Banks. Always. Yeah. yeah. I think. Um, so on my tray, I've got Toad and Bob. That's one of the reasons why I have two twos. Is like the I, ability to bring it to and make it to. Yeah, yeah. Because gotcha. um, I think like neither of those, both of those guys are amazing to bring in. Um, but I would probably. I don't know. Like Toad's just an awesome guy to bring in to just solve problems. You know, help. And you don't need him right away a lot of times. So, um, in the type of games that I'm, you know, you're, you know, your Toad is great on turn one, obviously, but like, um, if you're playing like a mid range game, 
he can come in late and kind of pro- problem solve for you later. I mean, imagine like he's bringing up Jonathan the Unstoppable token. Like if you think about cloning banks as Jonathan the Unstoppable, and you're just putting a free two point model, not a token that goes away when someone goes near it, mm-hmm. but on an, an actual act- factual model. And it's only one turn later than like Honey Badger can typically play that card. So you know, it's actually not that bad. Um, and yeah, that could also just be Bob who blows in, brings in some heavy artillery or some weird shit. Like you could have Psylocke with uh, Cyanic Constructs. And your your game your A plan is to have like Juggernaut. You're just gonna like pop a Juggernaut eight dice or something, but you make a free Bob and he shoots a rocket and you sign a construct that, and then that's like a pretty gross and also changes it from physical to mystic and like that whole thing. So um, there's like potential. There's all kinds of like a, a combo potential. Um, also, I love the idea of having a sideboard. You know, like that's why I love uh, <laughs> what's her face um, Gwenpool. Oh yeah. Yeah, the sideboard for your TTCs and then the sideboard for, like, actual characters you can kind of slot in. Like, you could have Bullseye. You could have, like, actually, like, uh, Bullseye would be another great sideboard character, especially if you're facing DR models that are just annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, like, it doesn't work against Juggernaut and uh, Thanos, but if they are tankier and don't have DR to zeros, um, you bring in Bullseye as, like, a problem solver. He'll get Colossus off the table for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, screw Colossus. Yeah. That's the guy we need to be teching for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He got, I think, the lowest score of the X-Men today on the Rich Mid-Tier list. Oh. The lowest, you say? The lowest. It's funny because the, uh, the- D for my, Das Badania. My inability to get a Colossus <laughs> is the whole reason I'm not currently playing my X-Men. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't own a Colossus yet, yeah. so I can't get a hold of one, but- yeah. Yeah, I can say uh, with Colossus, I've had um, the most powerful moments, um, like imbalances, um, where people just couldn't kill him, and I've had the most wimpy, weak, <laughs> like the Brandon Shirley, uh, the Brandon Shirley, uh, um, he was playing uh, the Mystic guys, the Wizards. A convocation. He's mm-hmm. playing Convocation, and all I had to do was short move to he like... He did an extra X steal, run to the corner, and I had to short move twice, throw a bus, and like the short, the two shorts were so short. It's like fucking Christ, and like he doesn't have like a long throw, and it's mm-hmm. like whatever. It's just like I was like a millimeter out of it, and I was like, great, thanks, Colossus. Um, but yeah, it's like you're not asking much, but like, so is that like why is he a short move? Yeah. Right? Like, at no point in the, like, comics or, like, the show is, like, come on, Colossus, you're always lagging behind, dude. Yeah. He's he's 6'4", shredded. Yeah. And, like... He's always charging Actually, sorry, he's, like, 7'2". So even if he's, like, a slow 7'2", his, like, scale... Yeah, he's certainly at least as fast as... uh, The Blob. Yeah. Fucking Christ. The Blob. Yeah. Yeah. The Blob's technically faster because the Blob can, like, move a short and jump three. That's true. Uh, he's got that like athletic skill, though. Yeah, the blob. The yeah. blob gets momentum, yeah. and he's like jelly biggle, you know, belly. He's like the uh, like how they're just always like, no, those uh, those defensive tackles are superlative athletes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. He's got a lot of side to side movement. Exactly. Foot, his footwork is, is superb. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest feet you'll ever yeah. see. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, is that everything for Sinister? That's probably enough for Sinister. Okay. I'm trying to think of um, 
Yeah, and I kept like calling him a mystic attacker. I don't think I used his energy attack more than once in either game. So yeah, he's basically a mystic attacker. Yeah, but yeah, the ener- the energy attacks a spender. Uh, no, the energy no, attacks is builder. builder. Strike. He used it once against me. Yeah, and, that yeah. that's kind of where Emma Frost puts him at. Is like he usually wants to move fun little play thing spender or something like that and then yeah. he gets hit enough to where he's got he just never needed to like generate power so right he's never did it fair enough okay well that leaves me uh with what i now believe to be the worst model in the game oh you played an actual model i played two models i don't even believe you electra and her grunts oh my god oh my god uh, so we agreed that we would, you know, like you guys were like, yeah, we'll play him for every game we play. I was like, yep. Yeah. And then I played one and I was like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know everything I need to know. Which uh, is, well, yeah. Um, it was, a, I actually, I'm like glad we did this and that Gar picked her for whatever insane reason he picked her for. <laughs> uh, so that I torture could, you. So, well, so that I could play it. Because now, like, anytime anybody's like, this model is trash about any model that's not Electra, I just, I'll just hit them immediately because they don't understand what yeah. trash <laughs> really is. Yeah. I, um, I regret that I haven't played her yet. Now I have to, <laughs> you know, you have to. I know it's coming. It's coming. Uh, yeah. That's like, we talk a lot about, you know, how a ton of models in this game are very playable. And, you know, it feels like you can put any model on the table and, like, yeah, model. there are models that are better than other models, but, like, every model, like, does something. Well, I'm amending that. Every model but Electra does something. Um, yeah. It's actually it's actually crazy how bad she is. And it, it all began when I was just, like, reading through her card. I spent, like, probably, like, you know, like obviously I've read through your card before and been like, mm, that model doesn't seem very good. Move on. Maybe I'll come back to this later. But now that I like had to play it, I'm just sitting there reading through the card. And I just like I spent twenty to thirty minutes on Cerebro flipping between her card and various affiliation like leaders and tactics uh-huh. cards and other things. Like, you know, like the of course like I read through it like the first time and I was like, Yeah, that is bad. What are her tactics cards? Like check that out. And you gotta like look at her tactics card, and they're it's tra- it's just like more trash, just like trash all the way down. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, so that's like the first most damning thing about her is that there's nothing interesting on her card. Almost every character has something where you're like, oh, it'd be cool if like this happened for them, or like if you know, like I could get them in this sort of situation um, and take advantage of this rule. And like her rules are just she has two attacks. And that's like pretty much it. Yeah. Um, like, yes, she can place if she deals damage for power. Yes, she can roll five defense dice and deal damage to you if she doesn't take any damage on the attack for power and gain a power back. But like, those are such like nothing abilities that cost you power to use when a lot of other characters get to use them for free. Mm-hmm. And uh, she feels like she feels. L- like they thought grunts were like so unique and cool that that was what her model was about. Except that she comes in the exact same pack as Shadowlands Daredevil, who is a substantially more interesting model. So that's not even like an excuse for how she ended up, how how she ended up. I think what complicated her, I, yeah, I mean, you're, 
not the first person that's brought up the grunts like might have been a factor in her bouncing, but I honestly think they're weird. If she does a damage, she generates a power. Got in their heads so much. They like for some reason wanted her to do that first. Mm-hmm. And then they like made that unbreakable. So they went through all of her abilities. Right. And made it so that like that was completely unbreakable. They're like, it'll be cool if you can get power from not an attack with her. Yeah. And then they had that like if she yeah. if she blanks you, uh, she does two, so she gets a power, but she spends two to do it and like you're only yeah. uh, and then but then they like uh, yeah, she's awful. She's straight. She's does she's, not work. She's absolutely miserable to have on the table. Yeah. Like uh, all you ever do during your activations is look at her card and try to think. Try to think about like what you can possibly do to unlock this model. And I ended up playing her in Sentinels after like bouncing around, thinking about playing some other affiliations with her because the Mystic Attack is nice in Sentinels where they don't bring their own, right? They've mm. got energy, they got you know physical or whatever, but they're not bringing Mystic, so it's nice there. Um, theoretically, she can avoid needing to place because they have drag, so they can bring models into her, gaining her some action economy with their, their tow cables. Um, she can get a little extra power because of Sentinel Prime's leadership. The Sentinels val- uh, value having like two models in a single activation. They can go pick up extracts um, as you know, they're not supremely, they want to walk up once and be done mm-hmm. moving for the game. Um, so there's like a lot of things about like that list where I was like, you know what, actually this is like a fine place to play it. Like I've, I've got ways to play around things that I, I view as her, as her drawbacks, lack of action compression, um, and we'll just try to bring, like, the things that she does bring, we'll try to make those positives. They seem like they could be positive in the list. Yeah. And even with that, it was just like, it was a nightmare on every single turn to just be like, oh, uh, well, I could almost do this, but I'm like, uh, like a quarter of a, of a one one stick like out of range of being able to do that mm-hmm. and inevitably you just end up in this scenario where you're like well go with the ninjas roll a couple dice maybe and then uh yep we'll take a five die attack and i gotta deal damage in order to like make this go off nope i didn't or you can just like sacrifice that action and then walk and then make the attack and i would have done that except i happened to be playing into loki uh <laughs> And, uh, like all of my, the rest of my list just blew up like Thor and Beta Ray, like, like that, like on turn one, mm-hmm. um, very quickly, turn one, turn two. Uh, so she ended up like, kind of like coming in on the side, trying to get me up on the extract game. Um, and Loki just makes it obviously. So she, if she walks and like spends on her spender, then he just walks away out of range one. And then she has to like take her regular attack, but I'm down the power. So it just like, was like a never, yeah. like that, that option was just off the table. Um, and, uh, for like two turns or whatever, where that was like her best, yeah, her best target. outcome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she always had enough power to do what she wanted to do. The Sentinel Prime, like, I was hitting so hard with the rest of the list. The Sentinel Prime leadership was, I was dazing, and she she was up, like, three power um, mm-hmm. uh, from the leadership, and that set her up to do what I wanted, but she just was, like, never positioned well, and then you roll the dice, and there's, like, not that much to help her out other than Prime's 
re-rolls which can go to anybody and it's just i think it's just she's just like not interesting there's like literally nothing interesting about her mm-hmm. and her activations are not a fun they're a puzzle but not a fun puzzle it's like a how can i squeeze anything meaningful out of activating <laughs> with her on this turn and then the extra damning part is that uh her grunts are just like by far the worst grunts yeah like uh, the shield agents and the hydra agents are so much better than the ninjas. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's just bad. Uh, she's set a new standard for what a bad model is in this game. And she's the first model I have ever played in this game that I genuinely felt this model is unplayable and is so unfun to play. I don't ever want to put it on the table again. I am so happy I bought her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, you have Shadowlands Daredevil. So. I bought I bought the pack just to play her. Yeah, I know. But you know you have Shadowlands Daredevil is my point. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play him somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I bought her so that I could play the Cyclops list with uh, Crimson Dynamo, and I'd have two of those people who spend two power to like roll five defense dice if they blank you. Um, you take two damage. I thought that was going to be super cute. But then I like looked at her card, and it just didn't pass the logic test mm. of like, how do I make any of this happen, like, on the regular? And I was like, right. well, like, Cyclops can field leader her up, and then I can get the one in, the within one range one, and uh, I can steal power to do the spender. And, uh, uh, but it was, like, the power generation, like, the is like such a Rube Goldberg machine? It's like, there's just no way. Well, and we watched, uh, like, I watched it with Garplay and her into me with Hellfire Club, and then I gave her extra power, like, extra power doesn't solve her problems yeah. her problems are just that she is a terrible set of rules there's almost that's yeah that was the other thing i was trying to point this out to gar was like um you give her i, I was giving her extra power too i was like attacking her and blowing her up and then she'd get to and then she'd get to go because like and he's like gotta first activate with her mm-hmm. there's almost no list in the game in which she's your best first activation no it's almost that's well actually there is no list there's like literally anybody <laughs> yeah. you've got to have a beta ray bill or a logan or somebody a silo right somebody's more important on the table to go Yep. she's not going to do anything like you may as well just not even have priority ever with that list because there's no need for it well and it's like i think yet another damning thing is it's like it's so hard to like efficiently execute her spender and then like the payoff is not remote. Like it's not the it's not the best spender in the whole game. Yeah. Like it's it's a fine spender. It's like a little overcosted power wise. Like the uh, don't count crits, don't explode dice, don't count crits is like that's a powerful rule for getting damage through. But at the end of the day, all she does is push damage through with it. It's not like it's <laughs> it's yeah. not like she's doing any like sweet control. Or trickery or anything. Danny fun. Rand right. just activating Right. It. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's so hard to get to it, and the payoff is so mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the Danny Rand thing. He's got this big spender um, that's obnoxious to get off, but it's it's not, it's foolproof. Like, you don't, you walk away with like, a whether win. the dice turn out or not, and in yeah. my experience, the dice never turn out. Like, I yeah. never like daze or KO model with Iron Fist. Yep. But you know that you have, you have like this giant effect that's worth you spending the power on. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, 
yeah, it's like difficult in that it costs a lot of power, but it's not that hard to get off. Yeah. Like he's like set up to enable like he generates two power himself a turn. He has a range three attack that places him like automatically that doesn't cost him anything to do and generates a power for you to like push you up to the edge. Uh, so he just like he's like created to enable you like you got to play with it, but he's yeah. enabled he enables himself to be able to do this thing. And it doesn't like it requires you to think, but it doesn't require you to bend space and time. Yeah, Electra requires you to bend space and time to get a mediocre ability. Yeah, that when it whiffs, it's so bad. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. If you can already bend space and time, you might as well just go rewrite the rules. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You could just play Iron Man with Helios Laser and save a point, and then be happier, so much happier. But I will say everyone should play her one time just to like understand what an actual because you bought Shadowlands, Daredevil. <laughs> right, you might, well get, <laughs> you might as well get, you might as well get your value. <laughs> yeah, but you have to spend all that time putting her together. Well, you yeah. already got the ninjas together for Shadow. Yeah. So yeah, and you wanted to pack, practice your red painting. And can we also real quick? I don't know if we bitched about how much she doesn't have stealth or martial arts yet. We haven't talked about that yet. What the f- what the actual shit? Or maybe we did, but yeah. Against Gar, I literally played it as if she had both. Yeah. I only attacked her within three because I assumed she had stealth. Mm. I only attacked her outside of two because I assumed she had martial arts. Mm-hmm. I, su- I literally, in multiple cases, was less efficient action-wise playing around her bullshit that she didn't have because it didn't occur to me that she couldn't have it. Like right. I was like, at like halfway through the game, I was like, wait, what? And then, and then that was like... Oh, okay. Like she's just dead then, I guess. Like it was like because uh, that I was playing. That was my Scarlet Witch game. <laughs> Scarlet yeah. Witch game, and I was yeah. like, oh, I have to literally do nothing to. Okay, never mind. I just blow her up. Yep, like, it was so stupid. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. God, she is awful. Unbelievably awful. If she had martial arts and stealth, and then her rules were that stupid, you would probably think, well, back then martial arts stealth would have been like really powerful. But like Psylocke exists, right? Right. And, and other people like that. Um. You're, uh, that they didn't give that to her on that attack pro suite is like, yeah. what? Well, it's like, it would be better. She would be better if she had that, but it still wouldn't fix the fact that she like, like she, she's not like a cohesive model, like nothing, like she doesn't do anything. Even if she had those rules, she still wouldn't do anything. Yeah. She would just, I guess she would like die less easily. Yeah. That'd be cool. And also just <laughs> get rid of that, get rid of the spend to, to blank you. And then get a power back because that's probably why they didn't give her martial arts. They probably were like, "We got to give her martial arts," but she can't roll five dice count blanks. That's no, that's impossible. Then don't give her the other rule. Right. That's way dumber than martial arts. Martial arts makes way more sense for her mm-hmm. than this whatever the fuck that is rule, especially because it only works against like attacks with within two, like Cyclops's attacks outside of three or whatever outside mm-hmm. of two. Um, it's such a cooler rule on Cyclops than it is on her. Or if she had the. Uh um, like Black Widow's counterattack mm. rule, you know? Yeah. And then she could gain power off of it because she dealt damage yeah. so that they'd still get that in, but like yeah. she's a martial artist and then like counterattacks or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, Dan White. Uh, I know you didn't want to hear us uh, talk about ways that she could be better that we don't have control over and just how we would use her. I would use her this way. I would play her once in whatever uh, list you want and use that to appreciate every other model in this game that you play <laughs> for the rest of time. And then I would put her in a bin until they change her. Yeah. And again, it's it's sad that, you know, at least one model 
in the entire range is in this category, but it is. It is. It definitely yeah. is, yeah. Yep. All right. Anything? I guess we should decide uh, which models we're taking for the next the next go. So I think the Are two of you... I haven't played Electra yet. You haven't played Ant-Man or Electra. Yeah. But I'm, we can just move on. I, yeah, I was going to say, I'll play Ant-Man next, because now at this point, now I'm hoping that maybe I'll like die or something, and then I won't have to play Electra. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just put it off. I... I should have gotten it out of the way first, but I didn't. We should so. just all beat up Gar for suggesting Electra. Getting Electra in there. Jesus. Yep. I mean, I think the problem is, that I, like, I'm re- I'm leaning towards the model I put in the Discord last night. Quicksilver. Yeah. Well, I, I still want to play Sinister and Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah, yeah. you were just talking about getting talking about our next ones. Yeah, the next, the next, we have like to our next, our rotation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which I one, see. which ones that we haven't played are we taking yet? Yeah, that's you, what I mean uh, by yeah. our next ones. Well, I've already, I've yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. In like I've a played bit a shit ton of Ant Man, so I probably just don't need to play Ant Man at all. That's mm-hmm. probably true. But, so you just gotta eat that Electra bullet. Yeah, I, I can play Electra. Yeah. You bought her. You might as well use her. You bought her. Yeah. I have to put her together. Yep. yep. All right, so you get Ant Man. Yeah, I'll take Ant Man. You get Electra. And since Gar isn't here, I'm going to play Sinister. Yeah, and nice. he can have Witch this week. If uh, he should see. just get Electra again. Okay, you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Yep. Uh, the ad read. Uh, nothing new. The machine's been down for like two weeks, so we're kind of just like coasting. Um, but, you know, you can still get terrain. You can still get the building and like anything that we make out of wood. I don't know if I'd get anything. We do it acrylic right now, but um, yeah, it's like whatever. The business is kind of slow right now. Not much to be done about it with uh, equipment. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a new machine. So yeah, I'm going to project tomorrow is uh, getting this one up on eBay and uh, searching for options for replacing it and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Bummer stuff. Bummer stuff. Yeah. Bummer summer. But I mean, the prospect of a new machine is exciting. But yeah, actually, it is. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what uh, the dealership comes up with for options. But because mm. uh, I don't know if I want, like, we might be out of the three by three mat business, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't care to be in there. Mm. Um, there was a long period of time where you were like reluctant to even get into printing mats. Yeah, I like that other people just do it. I don't have to compete with them, and it's nice. Um, and it's nice for them too. Like, I don't, you know what I mean. Oh, um, I'm gonna are... be bummed if I never get that sweet AI Mustafar mat because that one was yeah. dope. Yeah. Oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll see if they throw like I can't imagine they would. But if they uh, give me a whirlwind pitch, then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We're always like on the cusp. Like we have two kickstarters that we sort of uh, entangled ourselves with, which both funded um, Warzone Eternal and um, some other game. And those are fairly large orders. Um, and then you have like if Judgment takes off, um, you know. But we would need something like the big machine was justified by being like a licensed token maker for Guild Ball. Mm-hmm. And we used to run four by eight foot sheets at a time. Yeah. Um, of like distribution level stuff. We are so far gone from doing that stuff now that we would have to like get some sort of deal going with a company that uh, enabled that. But um, we just don't have the need for that much horsepower. Yeah, which even at the time, like, uh, we, you could have gone to, like, the two smaller machines, and then you have, like, a backup if one goes down. Yeah, exactly. That was way more attractive. Yeah, there was, like, hindsight. Like, it was always 2020. Yeah. But. Yep. 
so yeah that's that um but yeah again like the terrain like the new building was cool and uh we still have like our tokens and stuff. The yeah. little uh, I uh, anything that looks looks good. I was looking at some terrain options recently online, and I am assuming that the apartment building is like out of print or something, because you can only find it for like eighty five dollars on like eBay or or ninety dollars on eBay. The New York the New York City mm-hmm. AMG one, and I think yours is looks yeah. just as good, if not better. Yeah, yeah. especially I don't have to paint it. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think eighty-five dollars just sounds like what it would cost. Yeah, I actually, to think get that's New York. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, is that's that just, just the that's price. Just, yeah, yeah. That's, ins- that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Yep. We'll come to Nigel's Circus of Value. Yes. I mean, is the building? Is it the New York set? It's not just one building, right? It's no, no, no. no I'm talking about just the. Uh, it's just the apartment. The apartment building, building is. Yeah, it's, it's got an like apartment the water building. Tower. It's got some like. Some stuff that comes with it, but yeah, okay, like mailboxes. And yeah, that's like what I that. thought. Okay, yeah, they dressed it up a little bit. And it has like the two things: the water tower, well, they don't even the really water tower, and like the whatever the, the window light, yeah. skylight. They don't even really like advertise the little like throw stuff it comes with. But okay, I see. Well, never mind. Yeah, but yeah, um, yours has a gas meter. Yeah, and mine is half that cost. <laughs> so hmm. yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, hopefully stuff gets figured out and you uh, also develop, like, the the other buildings that you were thinking about, like the tall, thin one. and Yeah, the couple other buildings to make the complete, like, New York New York look. Also, I'm going to put those uh, Shatterpoint ladder stands on the store. That's just, like, laser-cut wood that, like, you can glue your Shatterpoint ladders into. Yeah. And then if they're people really nice. give a shit if they're pre-measuring, fuck them. Then you can go fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, I don't care. You're not my customer. Fuck off. I mean, uh, you can always, like, like in a, in a tournament setting, you can always kind of have whatever rules your TO wants. If your TO's, like, bought these, like, pre measuring, like, you know, little things, like, that's just the way it is. That's the way the table's yeah. set up. Like, you just yeah. play with it. It did break my brain for a little bit where I was like, you know, I'm like, I like making them so that we can play here. And then people are like, those are illegal because they're like, and I was like, oh, shit, fuck the cops. And then, <laughs> like, and then I was like, wait, what? No, who the fuck? Get that, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I was like, yeah, just like I could give zero fucks. I just realized like yeah. that's the stupidest fucking shit I've ever heard. I mean, yeah, if if your TO is just like, yeah, we can't use those. You can't have those on your tables and whatever. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. If you want to be really cute, you could put magnets under your gantries and then you could magnetize them so you could flip them upside down and like mm. stick, use the wood as like your magnetization. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're cool. They're very nice to play with. So they're so easy because like yeah. we played with them like we were like leaning them mm-hmm. and then that was just stupid. The leaning is no good. Well, yeah. It makes well, it then, weird. Well, then like it's, I honestly, I hate having to take the little stick put it up against the ladder and then just like try to figure out where one is from that. Mm-hmm. It's so, so annoying. And then if you bump it, it falls off because you've just been leaning it. Yeah. So it's like, Oh cool. And then also because you're leaning it, it's at a degree angle so that the footprint on the, on the mat is a wider or longer. You're actually traveling longer than just like from one inch of the ladder to the one inch on the other side of the ladder. It's actually whatever that angle is. So, it actually gives the appearance that the models are moving like all over the fucking place. Like you're like, holy shit. But it's like free movement. It's not even mm. like real movement. Not that this is much different, but 
<laughs> it's still a ton. But I mean, I just some of those angles were like kind of severe, like almost forty fives or whatever. So it just felt like holy fuck, that model's flying all over the place. Yeah. But anyways. All right. Good yeah. ad read. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh we thought maybe we'd do like a quick little update of where we're at, what we're playing. What uh, we're playing recently, though. Yeah. Whatever the infamous says, I don't know. What's their set there saying? No one Dude, knows. You don't remember? Hmm. It's the beginning of every episode. I know. What oh. are you what is there what's there? Oh my gosh. I thought it was just what are you playing? What are you playing? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it was like cute. Hmm. Do we want to come up with something cute? What's in the box? Yeah, I mean, you got to chuckle out of Nigel. <laughs> so I think that works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is mostly an excuse for me to talk about Sentinels, but uh, you guys go ahead and talk about whatever whatever you've been jamming on, um, chewing on. For the most part, for all these like playing random model challenges, I'm just going to be playing Hellfire, and then it's got me like, I'm just going to use this as an excuse to play super random shit in Hellfire and uh, just go all the way out. like And not feel like you're trying to maximize the Hellfire affiliation, but just play whatever the F you want. Well, I'm trying to make like wacky combos. I'm trying to make synergies, but um, yeah, I'm not trying to min-max the healing plus power plus DR plus what, you know, I'm not trying to like break the game. I'm just, but I am trying to, like generally speaking, models will want at least one of the two sides of the coin mm-hmm. of, you know, mm. um, but uh, it's been fun because it's like, Yes, my tray looks like shit uh, with random stuff on it. Like it just literally makes no sense. But it is yeah, a let's, fun assortment. Let's of talk models. through what your tray looks like right here. So we got we got Emma, of course. Yep. And Creamy D. Yep. And Gwen Stacy. Yep. Sinister. Uh, Taskmaster. Uh, new Modoc for Modoc. Yep. Psylocke. Toad. Miss Marvel. Quicksilver. And Bob. And Bob. Yep. That's a tray. Yep. That's just random shit. The thought was uh, I kind of have a base package of like six-ish models that are going to basically be what ends up on the table, and I want a good pool of models that I can bring in with Cloney Banks. Um, Gwen Stacy was the one, like Gwen Stacy and um, Crimson Dynamo are two models, I think, Concessions to the meta. Well, also just like <laughs> like why wouldn't I play them in her? Like mm. they're so fucking good, you know. And you can kind of be risky with um, your tech pieces, you know. Yeah, you can have like like I feel like with them specifically, you can do like one or two like kind of meta powerful models, and then you can like play with anything else. Yeah. So like that's like that's a fun way. Like that's a, like a lot of how I play like Avengers and stuff. It's like yeah. A lot of times I'll have like Steve is like uh, any you can play anything with Steve. But yeah. That's kind of how I feel like your Emma is. Yeah. I mean like imagine like Red Skull on that list, and then you know you have to get through Crimson Dynamo and Gwen Stacy to like, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna attack Red Skull, and she's like, Roink, you know, and then yeah. I also take um, I with Hellfire Club cards are like. I'm taking Cloney Banks and Force Extraction, and that's just because of the Sinister Challenge. But if I took him out of the list, I'd probably be playing a lot of like the fallback, um, fallback escort to safety cards, mm-hmm. um, and Sacrifice would be one of my because like I just want to manipulate what people attack. Yeah, and um, that's pretty ball busting when everybody has power to do all those things. That's like such a great aspect of her list is like all those cards are online every turn. So 
you know, nobody's going to get to do what they want to do into you. Um, and all of your models are designed to manipulate that as well between Dynamo and, and uh, Stacy. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's been fun. And also, I really wanted to excuse to be Miss Marvel. Maybe in our next four-pack, Miss Marvel will be in there. I think she's a super fun. Uh, she's a super dope model. I should probably force myself to play her because I don't, I don't get her necessarily when I look at the card. Like, I don't see... Like, I see the things that she can and can do well, but, like, it doesn't immediately, like, make sense to me from uh, how I would see it on the table, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ant-Man also kind of was that way for me, where I looked at it and I was like, sure, he can go far, but then what? Mm-hmm. And uh, then I put him on the table and I was like, oh, all, all of this. Yeah. Never mind. All of this. So Well, she hits, like, way harder than him. Yeah. So that's one nice thing. Um, but, yeah, Ant-Man does other kind of cooler things probably mm. but Andy has access to that stupid throw card yeah and I'm not like trying to compare them specifically model to model I just mean yeah. in terms of my ability like like I can tell that she has enough going on that I need to play her to understand her yeah I actually think those two in a list with Hellfire Club like Ant-Man and Miss Marvel would be probably pretty badass yeah um, I'm actually building an Avengers list which is like all those like moving transforming models yeah and actually it seems like it's gonna be a lot of yeah. fun yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that Emma Frost herself is also a movie a transformer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. a little less, a little less frequently, but yeah. Um, God, we almost had a situation where, oh, yes, it was against you, where I was actually excited to. Uh, people always shit on the, oh, then she's in diamond form. It's so fucking sweet to like do it to get out of an attack. Uh, I mean, you were damage. you were just schooling the shit out of me with the, transforming in that game. You were outplaying. Uh, it was a good example of how Marvel dice can be yeah. Marvel dice because my dice just bailed me out of that game because you were just running circles around me with your placements. Yeah. But the, the her, you know, into Sentinels, she's a mystic attacker and she doesn't do, she doesn't move them. Mm-hmm. So you shoot her, and then she goes to physical, and then starts just like piercing the shit out of people, yep. and like generating tons of power and throwing. Yep. It's like, oh fuck, that's like way worse. Like people, yeah, I just it's crazy that like how not situational um, the ability to do that is. I will say from watching you play that her diamond form being relevant has come up a lot more than I expected it to when we first started talking about her, and like mm-hmm. that it hasn't been. It hasn't been a giant detriment to you. It's been it's been at least fine. Yeah. And sometimes it's been actively good. Yeah, that's that's where with Sentinels I thought it was actively good. So usually for it's the formation. What people don't get is like it's a place. The two it's like a movement. And people just can't break it out of their head to like get just barely within three and then you do out of it, they get their attack, but then they can't like tow cable or Well, or in our whatever. situation I wasn't even necessarily I wasn't even necessarily moving such that I would be at max. Yeah. It was that I was trying to balance, like you were placed in such a way on the back of your B point, and I like I thought I would be able to land my big base in a place where I was like in range of her and at the front of my B point. Yeah. And then it turned out I was like off the point and then where I placed was like at max and an effort to yeah. stay on the point, but I yeah. didn't quite make it. And then she moved out of range because I was at max range, yeah. and it was just a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had, like, it was, um, 
you know, against Colin, I had one where he like Drax comes in at the end of the turn and just makes an attack and it's not like a big boosted, you know, vengeance token attack. And I just was like, well, I have priority or whatever. I can't remember what the assessment was, or she, maybe she didn't even activated yet, but it was like, I was going to get last activation. And then, so I was like, I'll just move into you and then just make two physicals with Pierce. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, yeah. that's like way better than my mystic, you know, hopes and dreams or whatever. Like it just was like really good in that situation. Also, I think I put her in range of somebody else. Like, Using it aggressively to do offense um, was, like, super slick. Um, yeah, she's, like, pretty good. I will say, though, that it's bummer when she does her two builders. <laughs> she does her two mystic builders and you don't move anybody. You're like, fuck. Yeah. That's almost always. Anytime she does that, it's always, like, backbreaking when she doesn't hit a wild. Yeah. But otherwise, she's pretty awesome. Um, so Colin had Cabal, but we may as well just move on to the Sentinels. You've been liking them, huh? Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying them quite a bit. Um, I can kind of run down the outline of the list that I've been playing. Like, obviously, we I've been moving models in and out with uh, these. Um, it's a model or two different trials. from old Nigel's version, but... It, it, it is a little different. Yeah. Um, You're leaning heavier into the Cassandra Nova end I and am. also the Bucky end. That's right. Well, I'm not lean Like, Bucky's there because I don't want to play two Mark IVs. Yeah. Um, and I'll talk about that here in a second. But um, so I've got Prime, uh, one Mark IV, Cassandra Nova, Winter Soldier, right? So that's my four affiliated models. Mm-hmm. Um, Winter Soldier in quotes. I've got uh, Black Widow, Agent of Shield, three point Widow, for uh, Spider Woman, Juggernaut, Toad, Medusa, and then uh, kind of what's been a flex spot um, for these. You know, it was Ant-Man, and then it was Elektra this next week. It'll be potentially Sinister, although I might just play it. I might, like, break on Sentinels while I play Sinister and then go back to Sentinels. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that he makes a ton of sense. I'll have to review it and see. It just feels like he does, like, Cassandra nova e things, and mm-hmm. I don't know that I need two of those. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I've said uh, on a couple of previous casts, I really just wanted to play... I wanted to play this. There's only four affiliated models, right? And two of them are the same Mark IV. So I don't feel bad about being like, well, what I want to do is play uh, Prime and Cassandra Nova and then fill out from there. Because, I mean, that's the affiliation. Yeah. Right? It's not like I'm missing out on a whole lot. I know people are like, I want to play Sentinels, and that means like three robots on the table. But I don't have that pull. I think it still looks like you're playing Sentinels when two robots are on the table. It's still like... Well, it's it's interesting because like... uh when I did my run and I didn't do like a real short one. It was like, you know, a yeah, solid you played a while. Yeah. Um, so Cassandra Nova only came out at like 19 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, and I didn't have Bucky in my list. I always played the three robots. Um, and then I was just going to talk. I just wanted to like go into the different sort of, um, the way I played it was the three robots were the, the game was like a tower defense thing where I had to keep them online and operational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, everything was warped around sacrifice and um, fallback and escort, like all those cards and uh, uh, last minute save with lockjaw and mm-hmm. shit like that. So anyways, yeah. and patch up. Um, so I'm kind of curious because you have to be a bit more the other way, like offensive or your, your list has to be doing something as opposed to just like absorbing everything people throw at you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely true, especially, uh, like, I don't know, maybe with a third Sentinel, it would feel, like, a little bit tankier, but I don't really feel like Prime 
or the Mark IV feel particularly tanky. Especially when people bring their physical attacks. It's just like, well, uh, like Prime will survive. And I have Sacrifice and Patch Up just kind of to make sure that I get as long on, like, that exists almost solely just to make sure Prime gets to live as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mind him flipping, but I want him on the table because I think my chances of winning (laughs) are dramatically lowered without Prime. And, you know, a lot of the stuff in here is built around him. But, uh, uh yeah, I I do have to like accomplish things, but Nova is so Cassandra Nova is so good that just starting at ten ten threat and just being like, whatever the threat of this is, I'm starting with ten threat, two affiliated models, and then I just pick if I need a third affiliated model, I pick whether it's a Mark Four or Bucky, almost solely based on what other models I want to play and like how many points I have. So mm-hmm. it just gives me that like one point flexibility um, to move around. Uh, usually it ends up being the Mark IV. Um, I actually have been pleasantly surprised by playing the one Mark IV. I definitely wouldn't want a second one. I don't know when I would ever put it into the list because um, it would. I would almost certainly just be playing it over Cassandra Nova, and that seems. Mm-hmm. awful to me um because she's been so good uh but the one mark four has been fine like it does what it needs to do it puts out damage whether or not it's uh getting re-rolls from prime or not it can kind of function on its own on like a side area maybe maybe it's got like one support character like bouncing in and out mm-hmm. but if it gets to take on like like a pair of threes or like one four or whatever like it it can often just put the hurt down fast enough that uh and it's been like a model that like i think has represented enough of an investment for an opponent to attack uh compared to like its mobility and what it seems like it can do on the table that it just generally will take like a little bit of time yeah um, before before they flip it obviously it becomes way worse when it gets flipped except even that it hasn't felt as bad as i expected it to because i almost always have the uh, like after taking all the damage, have the power to spend her at least once. Yeah. Um, and the spender is unaffected. You know, it's still just like an eight die attack, uh, physical attack, putting out the deal. So like a lot of times he'll get flipped on his backside and I have another turn of like move to a relevant spot, uh, put a giant attack into something and like tow cable something. Yeah. And then after that, it's like pretty trash, but now we're talking like third or fourth turn of the game. So the diminishing returns on it from that point aren't as in, like they yeah. don't tend to be as impactful. Um, so I like the one Mark four, uh, don't mind it. Um, the, uh, black widow spider woman plan has been interrogate plan has been, I would say medium to medium cold mm-hmm. so far. It, like theoretically works great because like i'm trying to one the list is like trying to put out damage anyway that's kind of like what's the sentinel models do Mm -hmm. and then uh i'm trying to daze characters anyway to trigger his leadership so it's just like another way to capitalize on leadership i get the power the power helps play for the interrogate like hopefully the model can end up next to the model that got dazed and use the power you know it's a nice little it's a nice little synergy it's come up a couple times but there's also enough times that my model count is low enough that that model just can't like dick around standing by like a day's model. It needs to go to a different like place that's relevant. Yeah. And I might, I feel like it's something I might get a little bit more of a hang, uh, like 
a hang of in terms of when and where to use tow cables. There are times that I interns without using tow cables and then like, or in an activation without using tow cable. And then later in the round, I'm like, ah, I should have used it to pull that model from here to here. Cause it would have set up like this play near the end of the turn or yeah. whatever, you know? Um, so just looking like a lot of times the tow cables on the two sentinels are not about getting models into range of those sentinels to like make their best attack. It's a lot of times it's about setting up something else. Okay. Um, at least in, in my experience so far. Uh, one of the things that I was really excited about this list for was playing at 15 with Juggernaut, Sentinel Prime, and Cassandra Nova as just a three-pack of fives. And it's been as sweet on the table. Like, it's just been, they've just been fun to, yeah. play, to play together on the yeah. table. Um, Prime is just like, he's such like a glue piece for those that like three-pack standing like in the middle when Juggernaut's only getting his one big attack per turn, like having the three re-rolls is just like money in the bank. Um, yeah. And uh, Nova being able to, you know, like I, like I bring him in on Gamma. I bring I have Gamma and Research Station. So bringing them in there and then Nova, like that's like prime Nova hunting ground where she's just like spending one power here to move that already who, who activated model off. Who playing against here when you had, um, or was it Gar on... You're playing the Juggernaut Nova Prime pack, and your turn one, you like move Sentinel Prime up, and then you got his two power. Yep. And then they move somebody up, kind of midfield aggressively. Yeah. Grabbed a point. It was against like Gar. Iron, yeah, Iron, it yeah. was Iron Man. He moved him up to the side to get an uh, yeah. objective. And you like, I was gonna like pussyfoot around. And you're like, get in there. He can get there. Like, just go for just it. Just one so, shot that bitch. So I went in there, and he did with the rerolls. One shot Iron Man, caused him to drop the extract, pick up the extract, got to slide and move like onto the gamma point to help score it with Prime. Yeah, and it was just like, like it was so sweet. The three rerolls. It's like, yeah, that's what I love about rerolls. Is like you don't lose the power. Like right. if you if they convert, which is like not don't you know don't bet on a three for three, but like. When they convert and you get your three power back on somebody else, you're right. basically a power transfer, but right. also damage. It's like gross. It's so it's, gross. It's so good. And then, so then, you know, Prime's doing that for Juggernaut. Juggernaut's like going out there and doing lifting, and he like really lifts per attack with those rerolls. Um, and then, yeah, I'm only playing three models, but Nova is just like four, two. She just waits to be the last activation while she's standing on the back point scoring. And then she uses, spends two power to move two models off into Timbuktu off the point so that, like, I'm not falling behind. Yeah. And it's not like a fast scoring anyway. So they're just like, they're sweet. That I love that three pack. Like, playing that three pack is, it's the first small list I've played that I'm just like, this is fun. Like, yeah. this group is fun. Um, so really enjoying that. I think that's a hit. I don't think I'd I'd ever drop that that pack from the list. Um Toad's been Toad. Like every now and then you have two points to fill out and Toad mm -hmm. Toad fulfills a role when you have a bunch of immobile big models to like go out and run around. So he's been fine. Um so I feel like Toad Juggernaut and the four pack of affiliated models, Winter Soldier in quotations. I feel like that's pretty solid. I'm gonna keep trying this uh, Widow and Spider Woman plan with the interrogates. See how that goes. The rest of it, I don't know. Medusa's in there uh, in case I have to play where I feel like I'm gonna need to move the Sentinels a few times. So she's there mostly for Royal Decree. Um, and then the ability, like she obviously is just a good model in herself. I think you're right that 
the um, commandos, Howling Commandos, would be better. I just don't own them. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that could be there. I'm not even convinced that I need the, like, place mobility. Like, so far I'm getting away just fine by moving them up. I've only played six games so far. Um, I'm four and two in six games. And even the games I've lost um, haven't felt bad. Well, so I've only lost two games. One of them uh, was Colin um, in, like, what was a really good game, really close game. So I didn't feel bad in that game. And then the other one was me playing Electra against Carr, and I got my, <laughs> I got my ass handed to me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm blaming, I'm blaming that, that on Electra. Yeah, so. You should feel bad <laughs> yeah. about that one. Um, and then the games I've won have also been close. Like it, I haven't mm-hmm. like stomped away with any wins. They've all been close kick games. So, yeah, I'm enjoying the Sentinels a lot. I don't find them to be boring. I find the list to be dynamic. I think that's probably uh, owes a large part of that to Cassandra Nova. But also to Prime. I mean, Prime is is a sweet model. Like he's making, yeah. he's just making things happen all around the board. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I, those two are like really fun. Like if your goal was just like, I'm gonna play Prime and two Mark Fours and then whatever I have the points for, I absolutely can see that list being boring. But playing Prime and Cassandra Nova is super fun. And Cassandra Nova is just, I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll gush her, but uh, she's. She's like worth the price of admission to the affiliation in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I I'm surprised by how much I enjoy this affiliation. I figured I'd get to 15 games. Like my goal is like 15 or 20 games, and I figured I'd like hopefully get to 15 games before I got burnt out on them. But right now I'm like I'll probably come back and play this affiliation like routinely in yeah, the future, yeah. even after I've moved on to other affiliations. Okay, so what about this? What if yeah. at 17 points you play uh, Prime? A Mark IV, and then Thanos <laughs> <laughs> with a re- uh, space reality. Okay. I give it a try. I can jam him in here. It actually sounds kind of dumb. Because yeah. mm-hmm. then you have like two placements for the, the two primes, and then with the cosmic portal and then the space stone. And then you have like uh, Thanos just giving them extra like dice for their builders, and then just like, then they're just shit in power. Like, yep. Actually, it does sound kind of gross, but yeah, it's kind of a weird tall list. I might throw them in there. Yeah, give it a try. I've been meaning to put Thanos in one. I was going to put it in Web Warriors for a while, and then I was like, I'm ready to move on to another affiliation when I come back to Web Warriors. I'll try Thanos there. But mm-hmm. um, I guess I could run through my Tactics cards real quick too. Um, so I'm and and my Crises. So I'm playing Patch Up and Sacrifice as my two um, restricted cards. Uh, again, just. Uh, entirely geared towards keeping Prime alive. I'm playing Smash because why wouldn't you want to have the option to smash yeah, a size so four? Big. Yeah, when you're that big, smash size four and just plus four your dice, like mm. uh, which I've done a couple times, and it's great. Um, do you know who I am for Juggernaut? Obviously, uh, Directive One because it's like the great Sentinel, like Tactics card. That's the one where they can't modify their dice. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. you ignore stealth and yeah, it's the whatever the. Um, Mark for Death. Yeah, but it's better than Mark yeah. for Death. Yeah. And then um, Scrap Metal, which is the, like, other, I think the other playable Sentinel card. Uh, and I, like, obviously only take it if I am taking the Mark Four, which happens quite a bit. Um, and it's been good. It was, like, good in the game against Gar, even though he was kicking my butt where I put out, like, 
uh, six damage with it across and stunned mm-hmm. across like three of his models when it died, uh, just because we were weighted in and playing close anyway. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I liked it. It's not not so, but uh, there are several cards on this list that are like kind of situational. So, uh, it makes it in occasionally. You haven't played the rebuild card. I've ha- I've had I had it in the list, and I had it in my five, and never. Like it's just like so much power. Well, like, I think I just do. don't want to take that power off of Prime. I'd rather use it for rerolls. Yeah, yeah, I do. Every time I played it, it was like I, you had to just kind of hold on to the power. But usually, my Prime is just like he's like running on empty by the time it comes back around to his activation. Yeah, yeah. Um, mental domination, which I basically consider to be a Sentinels uh, tactics card. Mm. Um, because I consider Cassandra Nova obviously a huge part of my Sentinels list and Mental Domination, as I gushed uh, on the last cast, is an absolutely absurd uh, tactics card and continues to be totally fucking unfair every time I play it. It's great. I mean, I don't know. I felt like the the time against me, that was actually not too bad. The time when I moved Luke Cage and punched out... No, no, no. You moved my Ulick. Oh, Red Skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Red Skull just Hydra Tactics, or not Hydra Tactics, but Hydra, like. He sacked sack Pawn. He sacked Pawn right Ulick. back on Ulick. So Ulick punched himself in the nuts for like four damage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably been the worst uh, the worst use of the card so far was we're like, leaving Ulick on one. We were like whatever. looking at the card. We were like looking at the cards and we're like, I think Ulick's still my model. Yep. I, I don't see a yeah, reason he is. why I can't. Yeah, like, for sure. Sack Pawn onto him. That was pretty funny, though. Yep. Like, damn it, Ulick, why would you hit yourself, idiot? <laughs> but yeah, that's been the worst. Every other time, it's basically like moved a model off of a point and like dazed a model on a different point. It's been nuts. Um, and it's so great that it's not an action. It's insane that it's not an action, that she can just do it in addition to two other actions in a turn. Oh, yeah. Another interaction, just real quick. As we were talking about, you were, as I was leaving to the bathroom, you guys were talking about the Smash card. And it reminded me of the uh, Emma Frost diamond form thing. Uh-huh. Is that we were within two? You smash a building. You go to punch her. I diamond form away. You get the attack. You like whiff. You did like two damage. Uh-huh. But then I'm out of three. Uh-huh. And then it was like, oh, and you were out of tow cable range. Like and actually, she can't be tow cabled. Oh, that's what it was. So that's a diamond yeah. form. So she can't be yeah. tow cabled. So it was like, oh. It was like the kicking the ice cream cone out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was pretty sweet for me. But I would lose this. I would go on to lose this game thanks to Sweet Dice. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a fun interaction. And also, uh, we were having a discussion. I was like, yeah, that's basically Smash every time I've played it. It was like, I've always been just completely underwhelmed by that card, mm. you know? But yeah. Um, I've had some really good Smashes with Prime so far. I have had people get some fantastic smashes against mm. me, but again, it's always been on models that have like attack, like Dormammu type. Well, that's when Prime, if Prime smashes a three, he's making two 11 dice builders if he puts his three power into it. Well, Dormammu counts your skulls, his skulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he achieves his triggers, he gets yeah. another attack. So it's like he gets four attacks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not saying Dormammu's not better than yeah, yeah. Prime. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, yeah. But that's, that's but usually I'm, the thing. Or Malakith has like the two like ten die beams or whatever. You're just like mm. fuck off. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, mental domination, totally nuts. Uh, I've got exceptional healing. Got that in there after Nigel reminded me because Sandra knows yeah. I can play exceptional healing, and that's been ace to have. Yeah. Uh, in a couple games, just like as a like a rattlesnake. I don't know that I actually 
have had to use it yet, but there's been several turns where it like has persuaded one of the two of you to be like, well, I guess I'm going after Prime or whatever here. Um, before I played Sentinels, I played a lot of like X23, Wolverine, Sabretooth, blah, 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 like exceptional healers. And I always thought it was just a shitty rule. Like, I always thought the way the game works is it was like, yeah, I don't know. People just like, you don't get to heal. Like, the only way I liked it is like, no matter the cost. Mm. You know, like, if you could control it and then heal it, it was usually functional, but it was never like a survivable mechanic. It didn't make Mm. him tankier. Mm. But like with her, it kind of does. Yeah, her being on seven health is like, it's just like enough of a pool. And with tricks and traps and all that shit. She's got enough bullshit. And then she's stealth, like, super stealth that can't be ignored ever. Yeah. Because um, it's not stealth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, then the last two cards are flexes. Uh, I've been toying around with the idea of Punisher and Blood Red and Personal uh, in the list as just like another way to get feet. Don't do it. To the interrogate. I'm pretty sure it's not right. But, it's not right. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, but yeah, they can be flex. I've tried a few things out. I have kick them while they're down in here as well in case like I'm just like, I got to just put out like conditions and just punch as hard as possible in this matchup, which like I probably should have done against Colin in the list or the matchup that we played. But uh, those could be kind of anything. And then um, my crises uh, for secures, I'm currently playing Gamma Wave, Super Powered Scoundrels, and Infinity Formula. I've enjoyed Infinity Formula up to my game against Nigel. Prior to that, I'd been basically splitting, like it'd be like Prime and Ant-Man and nova and mark four on like the two separate sides and like maybe like toad in the center or something like that um and that's always that had been working out for me well and i played against nigel and i just felt like i was outmatched on both sides of the table yeah um and like prime was like kind of off ended up being on a desert island which is a terrible place to be if you're a sentinels player so it made me question whether or not infinity formula is actually any good and i may switch it into something else here yeah i'd switch it because you have an in an onboard uh like power economy multiplier or whatever yeah so it's like giving anybody any additional extra, power like, yeah yeah um, and then uh, my extracts are just geared towards uh, not having to play the extract game if they come up. So it's Montessi, uh, Deadly Legacy Virus, and Research Station. Mm-hmm. So that's the list I've been playing. Um, enjoying it a lot. Uh, Cassandra Nova is super fun. You guys should absolutely play her and play Mental Domination with her when you do. Yeah. Because she is sweet. Yeah. Just on a side, Jean Grey can also take Mental Domination. She can. And it probably almost makes her mildly playable. Yeah. <laughs> like it's probably the best thing about her. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am excited to see when you play Sinister with the old Senties because the cloning bank jank might be hilarious with them. Yeah. Because, yeah, getting a dude in for free with them because they're always, like, narrow. Mm-hmm. So it's like if it's if it's him, Bucky, so it's at 17 points, it's like him and Bucky and then Cassandra Nova and Prime, and you can bring in a fifth model, it's probably pretty lit. As, even if it's Toad. Yeah. It's going to be pretty balls. So, yeah. like, but I mean. What who, if I just get eight genetic samples in the bank and I bring in a Mark Four? Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is awesome, too. Yeah. I was, uh. Like against you, I was like, I want to generate a bunch of samples off of a robot and then put in. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I don't know how this works, but it does. And it works the same way in reverse, too. I yeah. Go, yeah. go get samples and make a robot with them. Yep. Perfect. That actually makes kind of sense because they're all like kind of d- designed specifically to combat mutants. So it's like 
they're taking their genetic samples and know how to fight them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who. Yeah, you don't have X twenty three in your list. You don't have no, but there's some flex. I mean, I can put another model. Oh, like, that's the good thing on. about when you only have three models that can be in your oh, I can, I can bring Black Widow, Agent Black of Widow Shield in, yeah. and then she can like have the, have power. the power to immediately yeah. interrogate. That's pretty turn. baller. That yeah. actually might even work. Yeah, that'd mm. be sweet. And he's another rooter. He's a rooter Magruder. Mm. So you got double rooters, double mind control fuckers. Yeah, mm. that list could be fucking annoying as shit. Man, Root's been like when Root is good, it's like so it's, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah. good, <laughs> like people's no, I mean, soul leaves their body. Yeah, <laughs> can't do the shit they want to do. Yep. All right, Colin. How about you? You want to talk about cables? What I'm playing? I'm playing some Cabal. Uh, here, in this house, we pronounce it cables. cables. Yeah, cables. Yeah. I'm playing some cables. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure just OG Red Skull is just my jam. That's just actually what i've enjoyed playing the most uh maybe it's because i think that's where ulik might be at, at his best um yeah. and ulik is maybe the most fun i've ever had playing this game yeah Just. when um when i first started playing um one of the things that got me into the game was i was watching uh, rich mid play tts leagues mm-hmm. and he was playing og red school with like malekith he was actually playing the original cat dog it was like og red skull with malekith and um lockjaw yep i have played that once yeah, and um, but he really liked Red Skull, and he like he got me super jazzed about it. And then he, I remember at the time he was like, um, he would just like shit on people, and uh, but he would constantly like preface this with he's not as good as you know he used to be or whatever. Like you know the meta's getting away from him, but he kind of brought sure. up like. But anyways, I don't think the meta's gotten away from him. I think you well, like it's like weird because he doesn't do that much. In my games, he's like he'll he generally grabs an extract and scores me points points on the back back end, and then um, he's a little harder to kill because it's like you just if I have two power, then I just like shunt off an attack, and it's like so he's just securing me points. Yep. And then other than that, he'll like give me some like turn one jank, which with his like uh, he can get four power on turn one, and then he can teleport somebody forward, and then you advance R and D and like. You can like kind of do all that kind of cool stuff. Uh, so that's like why like Ulik is so like I can't play him without Ulik basically because mm-hmm. it's like it just his turn one jank with Ulik is just unbelievable. He just goes so far. Yeah. Um, like in my game against Josh, granted it was just advanced R and D, but it was like I uh, did my action to advance R and D. Uh, put out three power on my three other models and then just went up, uh, grabbed an extract, and then sat on a point. So he's just scoring me two points for the rest of the game, basically, if he wants to. And then Ulik decides to just like go all the way across the board, get Josh's extract yeah. on his side of the board, and also like Day's, re- or Day's Winter Soldier that was over there. I was like, that's sweet. Like It's mm-hmm. just like that That play is can be so strong. Um and like, yeah, just another reason why Ulik is just my, he's just always my favorite model, but that's like the big reason why Cabal is, uh, probably my favorite place to be for the most part. Um, but what I'm going to start getting into is Mr. Sinister in Cabal because, uh, his spray with Red Skull getting a power off of his genetic sample, like yeah. spray, if he can actually do damage, which I think could be a problem. Um, because it's only five dice and he, you want to kind of consistently put out damage on it. Um, but I mean, if he's hitting two to three people, a good chance he's doing one to two damage. Um, yeah, he'll spike on somebody. 
Yeah. Uh, so then he'll get his power back, which is always strong. Like that's one of the things with Red Skull. Like often, oftentimes, Red Skull will just do his spend his one cost spender that's range four, and it's just like a sap attack for energy, and it's just like uh, sometimes he won't. You know, oftentimes he doesn't get the wild trigger to actually sap any power, but just getting that energy back is kind of enough to keep him relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that leadership is just kind of nice. Um, but this list is actually, I think, I think this is actually going to be kind of fun because the other thing I'm experimenting with is Deadpool. Cause I've said several times, I feel like Deadpool basically gets fixed. If his bang, bang shot can actually like gain power. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it with red skull, you can actually gain power with it. Uh, it yeah. has to do damage, so that's the preference or preference on it. But it's like, then it's just like a, a crappy um, gainer, I guess. But that's he can also gainer each time he succeeds. So mm-hmm. like, that could be really gross. Um, but yeah, so I'm actually really excited about that. So this list is because I already play uh, Sabretooth. It's uh, Red Skull, uh, OG Sabretooth. Uh, Ulick, Scourge, Mr. Sinister, Bullseye, Baron Zemo, Wolverine, Deadpool, and Loki with a Mind Stoned. Uh, I think that this might be a super tech list because I think Thanos freaking hates this because mm-hmm. I think Mr. Sinister and Loki make Thanos really sad. You yeah. just root him and you just got that four, that range four bubble that just he has to spend extra power. So he's like spending two extra power and I don't feel bad having those models on the table. So Yeah. That was the uh takeaway from my game against Gar where I played Electra. The biggest takeaway was that uh Loki should get played more often. Yeah. The guy is super rude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always liked him with the I I've played him with the Mindstone and without the Mindstone. I always liked him with the Mindstone. Uh, just because it gives him like that little extra control and also the power he kind of wants. Um, he kind of wants just a little extra power that he, that he doesn't uh, like come with. Like, yeah, he doesn't build power very well. That's his weakness, I think. But you'll be able to build better in this list, yeah. uh, whether you have the mindset or not. You have to see how much the extra threat like limits your ability to put him into or out of lists. Well, I mean, I already play Ulick, so it's like you just kind of trade in Ulick for... Loki. Yeah, but will you want to do that, or will you wish that Loki cost one less and you can bring both of them in Maybe this scenario or that scenario? You just have to see and keep track of it. But mm-hmm. I like that you're playing him, uh, even though I won't like playing into him. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, if I remember yeah. right, you were pretty upset about Loki. But Well, the, first, the very first game I ever played against Loki, I just fed him. Which is the yeah. legacy cure or whatever? Yeah. Which oh can, yeah. Can go back. <laughs> you can go back and listen to some of our early casts if you want to hear that story. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. This game, he was just like, <laughs> so it's probably well. No, I played against him a couple times in tournaments now, and he hadn't been hugely impactful there. But it was always kind of in the hands of players that I thought were probably pretty new. Yeah, um, didn't always uh, maximize him. The guard did a good job of maximizing him. And I don't think it was all Electra that made Loki insane. So <laughs> yeah. but who knows? <laughs> she didn't hurt the the She didn't she didn't make him worse, that's for sure. Yeah, you were very you they're both four points. You're just comparing mm. them to not, yeah. each other. I got two models and he only had one, so yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If he did well there in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yep. Yeah, I'm Cabal's yeah, Cabal's awesome. 
OG Red Skull is awesome. I think people should actually try playing him a little bit more. He's like, you're talking about Cabal, but you're not talking about the Cabal everyone else is talking about. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I played I played uh, the cat uh, Malekith, but he's fun. I actually like I like him. I mm. like playing him. It actually, isn't like bad. Um, my game that I played against him was against X Men with Thanos. So it was like it felt even. We were both playing like degenerate stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but that was a fun game. So it's like I don't like I, I like I wasn't upset by it, and uh, that was against Perrin. I think Perrin had fun. So yeah, I don't know. Well, cool. But yeah, that was. I did feel. I think in that game, I was playing. Man, I don't remember if I was playing. I think I was playing with Malakith's leadership and not Red Skull's leadership. Uh, and I just kept misplaying it like over and over again. Because <laughs> he his leadership's like very similar to Sam's, but it's like when he when when you knock out a model or whatever. Or, yep. Uh, so it's like yeah, it, it it was very weird, but it, like doesn't affect the model that did the knocking out. So yeah. Malekith, if he gets it to trigger, it doesn't trigger for him, so he can't do the move. But yeah, I don't know. Nobody ever talks about his leadership. <laughs> so, Malekith's leadership. Yeah. I mean, it's powerful. Yeah, his leadership is definitely powerful. But so is Red Skulls. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. Anything else on what we're playing right now? Or no, we can move on to old Flusher Gushers. Do you guys want to do that and save the other topic for next week? Or? Yeah, yeah, because we're sure. already at the three. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. We did have yeah. a long pre-ramble. Yeah, we did. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, gushers and flushers. Mm, I'm going to gusher. Make the noise. What? Okay, cool. All right, now now oh you can <laughs> now you can go. Who are you gushing? I guess I'll gush... Oh wait, what should the gush? What's the gush sound? Ah, yeah, exactly. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I guess, I mean, I guess I'm gonna just gush Ulick. I kind of already did. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in in my game against Josh, he just went across the table in turn one, punched uh, Juggernaut. I think did damage to Juggernaut, right? Well, I did. I did enough to get my my. Uh, I think I did two damage. How? You built enough to be able to jump again. Yeah. Hmm. So you must have. I dealt, feel like there was another three. model on the table though that was like really a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> really, really, really fucking shit over. Um, oh well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, there's another one. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have more than one gusher. I think on this. Okay. One. But we'll start. You're with saving Ulic. the best for last. I, yeah, see. I think so. Okay. Um. So then, because then he, because like <laughs> Ulix turn oh, one play. Yeah. Ulix turn one play was so cool and fun and just immediately made me remember why mm-hmm. I like loved Ulick. Um, yeah, and then his turn two is reminded you why you don't like playing Ulick. And then <laughs> well no, he stayed alive. Like he yeah, actually like either. despite it like he got kicked in the in the teeth on turn two, which he got is, kicked on the teeth on the bottom of turn one when yeah. 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 <laughs> when Cassandra Nova left him on Sorry. one health. <laughs> what's the what's the actual name? Casanova. Oh, Casanova. Casanova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casanova. By the way, that's what we're gonna be calling Cassandra Nova yeah. from now when on. When we say Casanova, Casanova yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, so then it, like he goes over, gets Josh's extract, uh, dazes winter soldier after punning, punching, uh, uh, putting at least three damage on, I think it was, it was two damage juggernaut. on juggernaut. Cause I had just enough to jump. Doesn't it cost three to jump? It cost three, but I had red skull. I uh, remember, yeah, okay. I remember you saying, how'd you get three? And I yeah. said, because I had red skull. That makes sense. Yep. And then I punched, uh, uh, 
Winter Soldier and just dazed him. And I was like, whoa, and got the extract. I was like, this feels amazing. And then Casanova, did she just knock me all the way down to one? Yeah, she took you to one. She just double attacked and took you to one. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was like turn two. I started, went with uh, went with Ulick, and then he let me immediately let me down, and he didn't do anything to Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but you, you, for some reason, didn't go after him, I think. Because he was on one, and I felt like I could daze him at any time, and I wasn't really thinking about patch up. And even with patch up, I think it's still fine. Yeah. Then I, I went and I patched him up for five with, uh, oh, it had to have been. I think it was Witch. No, it wasn't Witch. Or was it? it no, was, it was uh, it was Red Skull, because that's why he was like out no, where I could it attack was, him. No, it was uh, um, oh, Sabretooth. I think it was Sabretooth. It's possible. I think on turn one. That's a lot of power for Sabretooth when I wasn't attacking him and he wasn't attacking me, but. He attacked you. I think that's. He attacked uh, Juggernaut. He Uh, attacked Juggernaut. Yeah, you're right. Juggernaut. You're right. (laughs) And then spent five power. You're right. He one shot Juggernaut. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that was my. That's my first gusher. Should I just go right into a second gusher? Sure. Okay. Well, my second gusher, spoiler, it was Sabretooth. Uh, OG Sabretooth. He kind of (laughs) just. He's always kind of awesome. I don't like his his builder is really good. Uh, both models were actually emotional roller coasters for Colin, but it was they were both <laughs> yeah. They both had a turn where they did nothing. Yeah, which when you have beater models and then they don't do anything, you're just like fuck. Yeah, that feels so bad. Um, but he had the turn where he uh, did the remaining six damage to Juggernaut, right? In one attack? Yes. He, in a single activation on turn two before Juggernaut had gone, uh, attacked, at like added dice, attacked uh, with his spender, or his builder, and uh, dealt six to Juggernaut yeah. through nice punch and whatever. Like, he actually rolled, like, like nine hits or something like that. Yeah. So it was, like, so uh, absurdly mm-hmm. over the top that I was like, well, even if Juggernaut didn't have damage on him, he'd still be, uh, <laughs> he'd still be dazed. Yeah. Yeah. It was... The game was sort of funny because Colin is like, it was like Fast and Furious where Colin wants to hit the nitrous. And uh, <laughs> Josh is doing exactly enough to prevent Colin from being one power away from hitting the nitrous <laughs> button. And he, he oh, yeah, on, specifically on Sabertooth. <laughs> on Sabertooth. Yeah. And it was like, oh, and you get to like, oh. <laughs> and then he, Colin finally needed eight and he's like, punch it. <laughs> and just the <laughs> table fucking explodes. It's like, <laughs> fucking, so, yeah, uh, it was uh, for, I think, two turns in a row. Sabertooth was one power away. From getting his uh, finisher plus his or his his spender plus his added. The dice. first turn it was just refused it was, to attack yeah. him. And yeah, Cas- Casanova put Rude on him. Yeah, well, Josh like observed that Colin needed seven power, so he's like, "Oh, you need seven to like go totally off." And he rooted, so that he needed eight. And Colin was like, Ugh, like trying to get there, but he got there. I don't know. I don't even know how you got the. Josh, like, I think actually damaged you with something. And it, no, like, I didn't attack him. He just he just attacked enough yeah. times yeah. that he built a power. But yeah, then with Red Skull. Oh yeah, he the Red Skull leadership power. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, then he uh, he vent so he he dazed. Uh, yeah, my deal was that I would like keep, uh, like I kept uh, um. Uh, the web line, whatever I can't think, tow cabling him so that he'd like need to move and would only be able to get an attack or like I would just move, like I would 
move other models with Cassandra Nova and then move her like out of the way so I can like tricks and traps and just be out of two. That was my like try to make sure that Sabretooth is rooted and only ever gets to attack once per turn so that we can delay this nonsense for as long as possible. (laughs) Yeah. Because my butthole was sore after that uh, juggernaut (laughs) pounding. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then he, uh, he got to, uh, let's see, he got, he got a hold of a prime. When, it, when I finally got to hit the nitrous, it was on yeah. a prime that had exactly three damage on him. Yeah. <laughs> so then I got to do I got to do my spender, and then my spender one shot him. So mm-hmm. I didn't even get to do the claw slash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did happen. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Also, when I did actually kill Juggernaut, I had Dark Rain, but I think Ulick one shot him. He did. Juggernaut yeah. was one shot essentially. Like he took chip damage on one after he'd activated. And then was essentially one shot on two before he activated and then KO'd on three before he activated. <laughs> so yeah. Juggernaut took one one turn in the whole game. That was but, pretty uh, sweet. The dark, the dark, it was, it was like hilarious. I, I spent for Dark Rain and then I rolled the dice and every single dice was a success with like four crits and then the four crits were also successes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then I was like, uh, I guess I don't need to reroll. Yeah. <laughs> it was like every time Juggernaut got attacked this game, I just like <laughs> was looking at Colin's dice and then I looked at like, well, I could really roll two or three of my defense with prime yeah. and I can nice punch and it still doesn't matter. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, don't you know who I am? Mm. Yeah. So those are, those are my gushers. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, who am I gushing? I don't know. I don't have like full super gushers. I really liked Sinister, um, and I kind of really like Miss Marvel. I thought Miss Marvel is actually pretty badass. Yeah, I was uh, like, I was uh, assembling some models while you guys were playing that, so I was only half paying attention. But you remarked multiple times in that game how cool you thought she was. So. Four energy defense is always weird. Yeah, and she's an inhuman, so she re- she's mm. like really. Her punching stuff is like great. Like she punches all kinds of weird stuff. Like I didn't feel bad punching Drax with her. I didn't feel bad punching obviously Rocket or mm. Groot or whatever. Yeah. She's bigger than Groot, so she like gets the full rerolls. Um yeah, yeah. She's like so super reliable, um, doing massive damage and then also being all over the place. Well, in her in big and form, she basically has three rerolls on her attacks, unless she's attacking a size four or bigger yeah. model, but yeah, yeah. which is pretty sweet. Yeah, there's nobody nobody on the table that prevented her from getting her three rerolls, so that was nice. Like that's yep. you know, uh, and then she's got a little throw, uh, which was relevant, I believe. Yeah, it was relevant. And the big thing too is that she would uh, start the turn once I was on that back point with Rocket. She would start the turn, flip, basically be able to punch like half the table. Like she could have, uh, she could have attacked Drax, Groot, or Rocket with her attacks, and then teleported back to the point like she gives her just the ability to sit on a point with no with like kind of a lot of action economy affect a whole lot of table if she wants and then she mostly just bullied rocket rocket i think was her big um yeah but um that's a good matchup for her yeah like, with the high energy defense and yeah all that yeah yeah i can't remember what she she got killed by drax i think somebody eventually just came over there and yeah put, i think it was drax, put her off it was the table. drax with a vengeance token yeah but uh I'm yeah. surprised you're not gushing Drax. He was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Drax was pretty good. Um other models, uh Red Guardian, I know he'll be better in other games. Bob was pretty sweet. Toad was fine. I don't know. He actually um 
all of the models this is the most like um probably what mcp mcp is like really weird because like every week you're gonna have models like that fucking model ruled and then all of my Mm -hmm. games they're like i don't know they kind of like ruled a little bit on this turn and then not so much the next turn and then like (laughs) they're all kind of like yeah maybe they're like good yeah but emma frost was probably the biggest banger i think of both games like she was just fucking a beast but she was yeah she has just a way of fucking the whole like game state over all the time, and she's just always in a bad spot. And also, people kind of want to dive on her because her leadership's really obnoxious. And then, like, she just kind of—that's such a big deal. Like, she's not easy to get to, but then people still dive on her. So, it's like, yeah, it's like the perfect combo of that type of model. Um, and then she's not an easy out when they do get there. Yeah. So, yeah, she's pretty awesome. Yeah, she plays a little, she just plays a little elevated from uh, what you read on the card. She's like, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts kind of model, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe you're just like, yep, this is exactly how I read her card. But Well, um, probably how I read <laughs> It's exactly yeah. how I read Because, I mean, yeah. I think when we had our, like, splooge card, you know, when we were talking about the things, yeah, I was like, she's as fucking S tier, and she's going to break the game. But you say that about every model that you're excited about. Yeah, but <laughs> she she's confirmed most of the things I was excited about. I don't know. I think yeah. she's like. Uh, I think you're right. The only thing that I would say, I would temper it a bit and say that um, she, like, rewards you for uh, having an idea or a plan or, you know, like, getting... Because you have to, like, you know, be a bit smooth-brained, I guess, or whatever, to, like, uh, get her to play a little bit. She's almost like a good... Maybe she's just a good Nigel model. And then... Because, like, I don't know. I guess the Richmond guy said she's an A, so that's pretty good. And she was, like, the top A. She was just under S. So I mean, I would say that... Uh, of the like battle reports I've watched or like um, seeing other people playing with her, I feel like you play her better than a lot of other people. I mean, maybe better is not the right word, but like you like actively use the fact that she has two forms. And I feel like no one else does. And it's like we said earlier, like it's been surprisingly to me, not to you, but surprisingly to me. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, The, uh, yeah, I think people use her as like this is the tax I have to pay to play broken shit. Yep. And then that's the and then she just sits on the back point and tries not to embarrass herself. Yep. And then yeah. I think that you're right. Whereas my lists aren't that good, so I have to do he's like, dude, she's, you got she's, you gotta, she's go gotta get her hands dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is on her card, so That's true. Yeah. But she hates getting her hands dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Um you can probably just assume, as long as I'm playing Sentinels, that Cassandra Nova and Sentinel Prime are just going to be, like, uh, stapled gushed, and I'll tell you guys if they're not gushed. Mm-hmm. So just consider them gushed. Cassandra Nova just con- continues to be just a dynamic little, like, problem piece for my opponents to deal with. Yeah, she's a one She's a one model uh, problem every turn, like, just wrapping their head around the tricks and traps and the being moved and the yeah. everything. It's like she has... A five threat, like or like maybe four threat worth of like, uh, like rules text to like the opponent needs to work out and be aware of and be concerned of, and then she also has a six dice mystic spender for one power that automatically walks a model wherever she wants it to go. Yep, which is just like yeah. <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> and she borderline has deception. It is. It is every time I like double spender with that. A mind possession attack in a single turn. Yeah, I'm just like, why isn't she getting played 
everywhere. She's <laughs> yeah. it's so dumb. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's real dumb. Uh, but my primary gush for this week is going to be Black Widow 3. Um, she, or three, 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 three pointer. yeah, three pointer Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she was, uh, fine in my game against Nigel when I played her. Uh, nothing like, nothing great, nothing bad. Um, yeah. I do really love that she's a auto rapid, another auto rapid fire model. That's just like, I feel so good with the auto yeah. rapid fire. Uh, but, uh, against Gar, she was like the highlight of my game. That was the game where she actually, like, we were playing tight, so like all the synergies that I envisioned for the list came together, and she was using her spender uh, on models that had been hit by uh, like a big uh, prime spender or a Mark IV spender, and getting like extra dice because of the because uh, mm-hmm. of the conditions or like uh, that Nova had put out or whatever. I guess I didn't have Nova in that game, so it must have just come from the the suppression protocols yeah yeah, from suppression protocols but so she was doing that um when she couldn't didn't have the power she was just rapid firing but again like that's totally fine and then uh she was able to get interrogate off at least once if not twice um and then she's like she's just like a brick of good stats i think until like i'd looked at her card several times of course but until playing her like and you just like go back to her card to look in like given situations you're like what she's for physical defense like i wouldn't have guessed that mm. uh two point widow is a two energy so i just assumed she would be two energy and she's like up to three so being a four three three um you know having the gainer auto rapid fire is like she's she's like very capable of building that power on her own even if i don't trigger uh prime's leadership to get to the interrogate um she has parting shot so you know she gets attacked she can potentially use that to reposition so the opponent has to be aware of that she just like she does a lot for a three-point model mm-hmm. and i i've always assumed that the main reason we didn't see her play is because uh corset widow existed and people like are like well i can't have both on the field at the same time but i feel like she deserves to be on the field more than she's on there like she just i mean it's like for me it's because of the fact that they're both in the same affiliations sure so it's like I end up taking the two pointer because she fills the need of needing a two pointer. Yeah. Well, then it's like the three pointer is like, oh well, she'd be good, but like also there's other three pointers so mm. that I can play them at the same time as I play my two pointer. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, Avengers is already like a like an an extract slash score team, right? Like that's like typically how people mm-hmm. play. And, like, she just speeds it up with the interrogate. With Steve, it's only going to cost her two. She generates that off of a single rapid-fire attack and can still move around. Like, that's... And then she has the uh, the parting shot that only costs one with Steve. Like, I just feel like like you don't see her in shield lists, really. You don't see her in... And I get what you're saying, Colin, but I also have come, like, to the point where I'm just, like, a... You know, I think we've talked about it before. A uh, affiliated two is not a necessity to roster building. A two might be like having a two threat, yeah. but an affiliated two, I don't think. Except in, you know, somebody's going to be like, "Well, here's why I need an affiliated two, and you're probably right. But um, you know, for whatever specific affiliation, but I think in general, it mm. just isn't a requirement. Uh, you know, I don't typically play Wong and Sons because. I get to affiliation with like the heavy hitters that I want and I don't, if I need a two threat, it doesn't need to be 
doesn't need to be affiliated. Um, so especially when Wong doesn't benefit from being affiliated really yeah. in any way. Uh, so I, I think there's plenty of places like that. And I think that if you've neglected to play uh, Black Widow Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. because of that reason, you should give her a try because she is a really good model. Like she just was very dynamic, very active, always able to do what I wanted her to do in my game against Gar. And it was really only the fact that we were on the split scenario, like the B scenario that I felt like held her back in your know, my game. Like I felt like if we had been forced to play a little more clustered that she would have been able to yeah. kind of hit more of her, more of her high notes. And even in that she wasn't like bad. She just wasn't yeah. as good. Um, so yeah, I, I really like her. I'm looking forward to playing her more, uh, especially with Sentinels. Um, I think she could be a very good piece for them, but I think she can be a very good piece for a lot of lists. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm actually surprised they don't see her more in Shield, and also they don't see her in like Strucker Hydra or whatever. Like mm. those seem like super good homes for her. But it's because everyone's so fluffy that they can't put her. in. <laughs> yeah, you know they're very using Bullseye yeah. <laughs> and they're shieldless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah I'm excited about her. I'm glad she's just, someone's yeah. been like putting like liking her. Yeah. No, she. It was. I think it was just like. That was against Gar. That was my first time putting her on the table, and it was just as situations came up, and I needed to reference the card in order to figure out, like, okay, like what can I do here, or like what is my defense for this, or like how does this, how is this going to work? And like every time I looked at it, I was just like super pleasantly surprised by like how mm-hmm. you know it all came together. And then just real quick uh, to make a comparison about how much better Interrogate is than. Uh, a card that I've tried a pretty good run to make work was Blood Red and Personal. Mm-hmm. Um, I used it in like all my games in the last TTS League. And uh, the best, the ceiling for me of that card was I got two VPs in a game in which I lost 16 to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like murdering them, but I actually sort of lost points trying to murder. You know what I mean? Like I could play scenario or I could murder two people and get my stupid two points which then doesn't actually do anything for the scenario. So they just get, she's like, well, I feel pretty good getting my like three points or four points on the turn and they got six or whatever. Uh, But I did murder two guys. Um, And then other times it was like caused in uh, my game against X-Men. I played it with, you know, I had X-23 and Storm dazed. And then we had this whole other side of the field, which is just like a shit show about to go down. And I played Blood Red and Personal, which then made him go, well, I'm going to go with X-23 first. She ends up, like, one-shotting Punisher and then running away. And it was like, Cable couldn't, like, it was just like, oh, fuck. Like, it actually, like, caused the game, you know, he probably would have activated in the mix where the real shit was going down mm-hmm. if there wasn't, like, VPs on the line. Yeah. Um, so it actually changed his behavior in a way that, actually, like, was horrible for me. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that, I've blood red personal. I was, like, trying to make that, co- I was, like, every faction that has a hard time, um, like, man, I'm getting over the hump. Even, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. I was thinking about, like, in S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. or, like, in Sentinels, um, in Cabal. Like, there's, like, so many factions. It's like, I kind of want an attrition or be mid-range and then basically hit the nitrous on scoring and, like, leapfrog past them when the attrition is going. It was like, no, it just doesn't seem to work. It's like, uh, yeah. it's so clunky. Now your arguments make sense. Also, it costs, I think, four power. It costs four power. Rough that doing that was so brutal. Yeah. I mean, he generates power well for you to set it up. Like, that's just one turn of hip firing. Yeah, uh, but that's a one turn of him not 
not using the spent uh, uh, aim shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That is rough. But the, I would assumption, the assumption is that you'll game shot on the next turn, potentially. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, it's expensive. I agree. Yeah. To have to get to have to get a payoff on it on a turn where he's most likely not spending. I feel like it's rough. a so I my thoughts on it have been that I feel like it's a card that you have in your ten and you bring it in when you think that there's a reasonable chance that they're gonna play a grunt. Because it, when they have the grunts, it's like a, like you're spending four, you're guaranteed to get one if you want to get one, and then you just have to be able to KO another model on a yeah. turn. And if you get two VPs out of the card, it has to have been worth it. Well, again, for me, it was like, yeah, that's the thing. It was like, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was much better to have uh, not just double, you know, double attacked yeah. and got to move and got five points yeah if like chasing it causes you to miss out on other vps that you could have gotten without a tactics card for sure agreed yeah any flushers yeah i guess i'll flush nebula you're flushing nebula yeah she got one shot on turn one i believe or was it turn two i think it was one um and then on turn two she went into gwen and what I think should have been pretty good for her. Um, then I didn't like, I did like, I think one or two spenders on her. Uh, and then I didn't actually do any, I think I maybe did a point of damage. I think I escorted the safety to her, um, to get her out of the range. Like you attacked with the first one. Um, I escorted to safety and then you got her with the second one and did like two damage or something. But I think, I don't know. I thought something like that I did, but I don't think, yeah. it, I don't think that happened with the first, with Nebula. Mm. That happened later with, uh, oh, I don't remember who was attacking. It was like, uh, oh, that, that happened when Star-Lord was attacking mm-hmm. toward the end of the game. Okay. I saw, yeah, I just, I was like, I don't remember eating like two full big spender, but yeah, maybe yeah, I did. She did she the just spender back. to teleport to her and then didn't do any damage. And then I think, Maybe I couldn't do the spender again, and I just did the builder, but I didn't do any damage. I, yeah. like, I did almost. I don't think I did any damage. Yeah. Uh, My experience playing against her has always been: uh, she comes up, I look at her, she dazes, she gets to activate, she puts like a good hurting, like four to five damage on a model of mine. Perhaps she dazes it, and then I kill her. And and during obviously during. None of that time did she score any VPs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been my experience playing against her uh, from multiple different people playing her, which is why I've always just been like, meh. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, for, again, multiple people playing her is that I'll daze her, and then she almost universally is the first activation mm-hmm. on the next turn. So they'll have, yep. like, they'll have priority, Yep, and then they go first. Yep. And it's like... and she. She generally hits pretty hard. She does, but it is a two point model. Like it's like it's not that two point models just have to do less than any other, you know. But there's it's like, you know, there's Drax and Star Lord, and then there's Scarlet Witch or whoever. It's like mm. I'm having a hard time imagining a world where like your two point activation is like the thing that you should be going first with. Yeah, but then they feel priced into it because yeah. they brought her. And she's powered up. She's like that's the whole and point. It's like, but they could just kill her just as easily as they just dazed her so yeah, yeah. No, so they I didn't feel bad going with her first like, I felt yeah. yeah and I think most Guardians players that's what they say like that's mm. I don't think that they I don't think any person has ever done it it's not for like a bad play but then it's like 
I don't know. Just it's always weird. I mean, in a wide guardian list, I believe that any activation could be about the same as any other yeah. activation. I, I could buy that. Yeah. Because like with me, it's like, okay, well, she just did that. She's activated. I'll kill her at some point and not have you killed to killed her, really. Like you, yeah. you put attacks into her right after. I thought it was like I killed Groot. I was like, I think I'm just going to kill Groot. Groot lasted a little while, but. No, I think he died pretty quick. I mean, he did. But yeah. Like that turn. I he, think I killed them both on the same turn. Like they both were KO'd. And it yeah, was like that oh. turn he had moved, moved, and yeah. to get to like to actually catch up to Rocket. Yeah. Turn two, he didn't actually make an attack because I just mispositioned so horribly. I just yeah. had to my second turn. I had to early on move him to get within two of Rocket. Yeah. And then you pulled in Groot, dazed Groot. Yeah. And, and then that was my thing. It was like before he gets to activate, I want to kill Groot or something. And I think I well, put Groot had already activated on the second turn. Or yep, he had on. Yeah, I moved him the second activation of turn two to get him within two of Rocket, so he didn't kill Rocket. Oh, because hmm. otherwise, I think Rocket would have just been dead. Hmm. And then you pushed them together or something. Got a spray on all three of or on Drax, Rocket, and and Groot. Yeah, and Sinister randomly exploded. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I find your flush noble and worthy. Yeah. I mean, I'll still play her. Like, actually, I still think she's just fine. Um, I'm okay with my opponent putting attacks into a model that can't score. Yeah, that only costs two points, and it still takes uh, some. Like, it still took you attacks to kill her. And I think I don't even remember. I don't even know if she was actually my first. She actually might have been my second activation because she had damage on her. After she had flipped, because she healed one at the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. So and she healed one at the start. No. Uh, yeah. Sorry. At the start. I mean, I think I had priority. Uh, she, yeah. she she was part of that beam situation okay. with uh, Sinister, yeah. and then yeah, you got to activate heal, and then yeah. But I wasn't trying to kill her. I was just trying to like fuck up Groot, mm. and then uh, or Groot and Rocket really is the the thing. Yep. Nigel, any flushers? Hmm. Taskmaster. Probably Taskmaster. Barely worth a f- the cost of two tactics cards. Yeah, yeah. Zero threat. Uh, I mean, <laughs> technically, he wins the game, right? He, f- he, he flips and yeah. drags his face or whatever. I don't know what the yeah. fuck he did. Um, but otherwise, he was just like... But any model in the game could have done that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Any model. Except a three. With except a three. Except a three. If it's yeah. X-23, you just run away with it. Yeah. Like... Yeah. That's I mean, if it was X twenty three, it wouldn't have gotten made out of the cloning banks. It would have been on the table yeah. to start out. <laughs> so yeah, I think making her with the cloning banks is fucking rude because her coming out with three power and she's just like fucking storming off is like mm-hmm. oh, okay. Um, also, it's like within an inch of him, so there's like a bit of. I mean, the problem is on turn three, she's already got three power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's <laughs> killed a model. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. But she also very well might be on her way out. <laughs> she <laughs> might be well on her way out. Yeah. If she dies, can you cloning banks her back into play? Does she, I, go, does she go? This is actually a question that came up because tray? against Colin, I was wondering. It was quite clear that he wanted to get rid of Gwen, and I was like, I actually had the thought of like, what if I let him kill Gwen and then I bring her back with the banks? Mm-hmm. I was like, it was in my head. I was like. I wanted to think about this. And I'm like, I don't actually want to have to look up this rule. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I'll just bring it. So I'm going to have to check the forums. Discord, uh, in case I haven't checked the forums, uh, let us know if you know if a deceased model goes back to your to your tray and can be brought in. Mm-hmm. Actually, I bet if I just read the Cloning Banks card, it probably would tell me, but mm-hmm. it might, because it might say not on your team or something like that or in your that, roster. Or, 
Oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe it's a person that's not in your starting roster. Oh my god, those those uh those wacky guys. <laughs> the um <laughs> just because of the Ghost Rider card, it's like uh, all bets are off. In I terms know. Of, like, I, oh, I so, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Rider. Uh, first you move two, and then you can maybe score a point, but you probably don't. But if you do, you can get a pube, and then like, <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, when this card is played, place it near the battlefield instead of discarding it during each cleanup phase. Blah blah blah. This card has been played during any power phase. You may remove any number of genetic sumpers. Da da. Okay. Um, if you do place an okay, if this card has been played during any power phase, you may remove any number of genetic sample tokens from this card and discard it. If you do place an unused character, unused. So I would say your character would have been used. used. Yeah, if it died. Yeah, used and improperly abused but, by but unused, by, the, by the rules of the English language. I would rule. No, actually, but unused up. is like clearly not a game term. Yeah. So. Well, also it's actually not because it's not bolded, and also. If unused is literally just a state of current existence, it has nothing to do with like whether you've used them before. Right. It's just are they currently being used? Yeah. If they're not, they're unused. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So it's not even actually technically. I mean, <laughs> I, at first, I read. I'm like, okay, yeah, that pretty much seals the deal. I'm like, wait, yeah. hold up, English language. Yeah. What if? Because it is making a clone. What yeah. if you could have like two Gwens? Exactly. Well, I mean, it has to be unused. So she's on the table. She's on the table. I feel like she's that should clearly be used. You have to be like the worst of forty (laughs) k rules lawyers to be arguing about. I haven't activated her yet. She's not used. She's not been used this turn. I'm saying you just you have a whole another Gwen. No, I we understand what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But there is a forty k fluff. Like if you've got Peter Parker, technically she's being used. Because Peter Parker's on the board, yeah, so he's using her technically up. he's going to bank it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. Gonna bank he's, it. Gonna get he's banking genetic, <laughs> genetic samples. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, exactly. This is how Cyclops and uh, yeah, you get two Jean Grays. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like somehow, like the only disappointing thing about this game is that somehow they haven't figured out how to do the cloning stuff, like. Because, like, the cloning saga in the 90s for, like, Spider-Man and all that shit. Yeah. That was such a huge story that, I mean, everybody hated. But, like, also, it should be a part (laughs) of this game somehow. Everybody hated it, so get it into MCP. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let me play multiple Peter Parkers because they're clones. Well, that and the current Krakoa storyline is all basically cloning. And also Sinister himself, yeah. Let's make sure that we get a good Peter Parker before we get to play all the Peter Parkers. Yeah. That's true. So, in other words, please come out with a five-point superior Spider-Man. Oh, I would love it. I mean, at some point they have to release, is it Ben Riley? Is that? Yeah, the the clone. The clone, yeah. yeah. Oh. The clone who didn't know he was a clone. Hmm. A tragic story. Yeah. Was he still, like, all gust over, like, Aunt May dying? Yeah, he had all those memories. Yeah. Okay. And he still had like a huge boner for redheads. Okay. <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, Spider Verse movie, he's like in it, and he's just, he's just like he's literally just there for comedy effect, and he's just like uh, every he's like like drawn in very classic nineties like over muscular uh, has all the dark shadows and all the stuff like like accentuating all of his muscles and everything. And every time it comes in, he's just like, oh, I'm so sad. And like, <laughs> it's it's actually just hilarious. Classic edgy 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is that it for flushies and gushies? I think so. I don't think I have any flushers. Mm. 
I could flush Juggernaut for dying. Yeah, flush, for dying ju- like flush a, the shit out of him. Come on. Yeah, for dying after activating one time. Yeah. The you most got unkill- to move. The most, quote unquote, the most unkillable model in the game. Yeah. Sometimes you got to have those to like sort of be the, the it could happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's fair. Like people have had Thanos get shit on. And then yeah. he's like, oh, I guess he's gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when Aaron came to play against us, uh, Blade one shot Malekith. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had Kate Cable yeah. run around him. Yeah, Malekith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it just happens. Yeah, happens. The game. Yep. All right, I think that's it then. That's a cast. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Watch anything cool? I've watched a lot since I last cast. Oh shit! Uh, so yesterday was the Fourth of July, and I finally went by myself because no one ever wanted to go with me except for Colin once or twice, but it didn't really work. Fast and X. Finally watched Fast X. Oh, oh my god! Holy shit! It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It's just every. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, couch this in the fact that prior to that, a couple days earlier for date night, uh, we had gone to watch Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, no. So that was the movie that I watched in the theater just before going to watch Fast 10. So the bar was really low. Uh, That's one way to put it. I actually think Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is fine. Okay. It's like significantly better than The Crystal Skull. Uh, it's too long. The action set pieces aren't all that exciting. It gets fairly boring. The de-aging, uh, like opening scene is way too long. Yeah. Like the de-aging is actually the best that I've ever seen in a movie until you look in his eyes and then you're just like, oh, yep, nope, that's CGI. Uh, The Samuel Jackson Captain Marvel was pretty seamless. CGI Captain Marvel. The Samuel Jackson in the Captain Marvel movie. He was just all... Was he like he actually? Was, he wasn't he was, just CGI though. He wasn't all CGI, I guess, yeah. but he was DA'd. This was just straight up CGI Harrison Ford. Mm. It was pretty good. It was way better than Tarkin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but when he started speaking, you immediately were like, oh, that's old man Harrison Ford voice with young man Harrison <laughs> Ford. That doesn't, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't quite jive. Uh, but yeah, overall, too long, too many samey scenes. And none of the action set pieces really, like, even came close to the stuff from Temple or, like, any of the original three, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I get it. Like, he's, like, almost 80 years, 80 years old or whatever, right? I think he is 80. Uh, so, like... He might be, like, 82, I think. Like, some of the most believable action you can have him do, I think, is the Red Letter Media guy said, is, like, driving cars and chase scenes. Yeah. But, like, I can only have so many boring, like, 
samey chase scenes yeah. <laughs> where I'm just like that, yeah. there was one chase scene that went on forever with the like they were on the little three three uh, yeah in, in ten years it was like ten minutes yep and it just kept going I was like come on just somebody crash somebody don't catch somebody I don't know like yep yeah there was only one moment that was like semi unbelievable with his age where he like jumps from one to the other and then he's like hanging off oh, the back yeah. and like trying yeah. to like walk up the hood of the car and I was like and all his bones were shattered yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least a broken hip yeah but uh so the movie is too long but it it's like I said it's better than Crystal Skull it's paced better uh one thing that they did that I like really appreciated was they didn't throw a whole bunch of member berries like throughout it there was like a couple a handful of references to the previous movies but they were like so subtle and so natural that it was like it was totally fine yeah you know like at one point he's uh like climbing up this rock wall with um uh helena shaw um uh phoebe waller bridge bridge's mm-hmm. character they're climbing up and she like jokes about him being old or whatever and he's like, yeah. He's like, by your age, I'd already drunk the blood of Kali and been like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like uh, tortured by voodoo priests or whatever, right? Yeah. So it was like that kind but of reference, but, but it that's wasn't. That's also very like, I'm an old man. Like, yeah, no, it was it was natural. <laughs> like, I, I'm not criticizing. <laughs> when it. I was your age, I yeah. walked to the, I, I walked to yeah. school five miles. Exactly. <laughs> no, it made it made perfect sense. It worked. It was natural. Yeah. It was like good good conversation. And that was like the extent of callbacks, which there I appreciated. Was like, uh, there was an eel like. Instead of snakes, like they did the that was the dumbest. That was yeah. actually maybe the dumbest thing in the whole movie. There's was a like, part where they were just, yes, well, they're like water snakes. Oh no! Yeah. And he just kind of goes yeah. like he kind of yeah. instead of going, oh, I hate snakes. He's like he kind of did like I don't remember the line she, exactly. The kid goes like they kind of look like snakes, don't they? And he's like, why would you say that? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. The, I mean, referencing the fact that he hates snakes or is terrified yeah. of snakes is like yeah, it's well, that's just like part of his character. Character. that's in every movie that's yeah. fine it was just dumb that that was the part that they yeah. did it so there were like a handful of referential moments some of them were better than others but none of them were like egregious it wasn't like rogue one where it was like every opportunity that they had to like cram something that you could remember from mm-hmm. the star wars movies yeah. the original trilogy they crammed in there like uh so i appreciated that and then uh i totally agree like i after i watched it i watched the red letter media guys um cover or they're like a half in the bag episode on it and uh basically agree with everything that they said i also felt like they did that essentially the movie is long and boring and then you the last like 15 minutes are so like not at all where you think the film is gonna go and it like kind of <laughs> almost just saves the film entirely yeah, yeah. like because it's so it's just such it's like a fun premise particularly for an archaeologist i'm not gonna spoil it but it's just like a fun premise for an ending, particularly for a guy that's dedicating himself to archaeology. Like it all works out like nicely in the end. And uh, it just like all of it like worked. It like mm-hmm. they clearly had thought about that. And they were like, this is this is like the story that we want. Like we want this ending. And then I feel like they back wrote it and like tried to include enough scenes to like make it feel like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Um. So overall. Uh, it was fine. I definitely don't recommend watching it in the theater. I would say you can totally just wait to stream it on Disney Plus. Get out of here. Go uh, to the theaters. Well, I mean, I'm pro going to the theaters. I like going to theaters, but I don't necessarily think that this movie needs needs your theater going. 
budget. I mean, if you go to every movie, then that's fine, whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you like pick and choose, this is one that you can wait to, to stream on Disney+. Plus. You can go to Fast 10. Exactly. So that's where I'm going with this, is, right? Like, all these... Indiana Jones is, at its heart, like, just an action-adventure movie, right? That's really what it is, regardless of whether or not they're trying to cram mm-hmm. some sort of, like, here's how his life has turned out when no one, like, cares how Indiana Jones' life turns out. They just want action-adventure man to do action-adventure things. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I went from watching these, like, pretty staid conservative oh one other one last thing phoebe waller bridge is very engaging uh i really i mean i like her in general um flea is our uh flea bag dirt bag flea bag her show uh that's like two seasons on hbo fucking phenomenal if you haven't seen it like watch it it's wonderful she's hilarious um and a great actress Mm -hmm. uh uh she's very good well she's good she's solidly good and harrison ford also was like he gave a shit like in this movie and he was he brought it he was good so both of them were entertaining to watch i'm sure there's plenty of chuds who are like she sucked all the life out of the movie she didn't she's sweet the chuds are out in full force yeah um they did like a really nice uh you know swap where she's the younger one and so it's like her exes that they run into as they're out and about like get them into indiana jones situations and she's like running off her mouth and have and like he's having to like cover it up and like smooth it over and like fix things right and like Mm -hmm. it was a good dynamic it worked and if the whole point is to make adventuring helena shaw movies like i'm in like i'm in for that i'll watch it so um anyway that's that's all i have to say about dial destiny other than so go from that action set piece driven sort of movie to Fast X, which is an action set piece. It's like it's not even driven action set piece. It literally is just a string of action set pieces that are loosely connected to each other by characters that you've seen in nine other films. Yeah. And, uh, man, it just like it just continues to just just deliver 100 percent on the goods every time nonstop over the top totally ridiculous totally creative absolutely stupid action scenes if you want to see a guy take a crane or hit a crane with a car oh that was freaking swing, sweet to swing it like a baseball bat to hit a bomb out of the park yeah he not he he ramped his car <laughs> off a bridge into a crane to knock a bomb into the river so that it wouldn't blow up the vatican <laughs> fucking dope <laughs> as shit uh, yeah <laughs> Also, I love how uh, they like, so they like, he like aims the bomb. Like he like, the bomb was on the back of like a, a, a semi and he like does like a, uh, he like whips the semi around or whatever to like throw it at the Vatican. And then it has to travel like four miles to actually get to the yeah, it goes so far. At some point, it catches on fire in the streets. They keep like trying to slow its momentum down, and then it like it like gets started up again. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It and had to have taken like several right and left turns in order to actually get down all those streets. <laughs> but that uh, guy's aim was perfect. Uh, it was fucking. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, the two biggest surprises of the movie for me by far. Jason Momoa blew me away. 
Mm-hmm. He is. He had so much fun being the bad guy in a Fast and a Furious movie. It was I insane. Mean, it was infectious. He was I just, loved him. He was literally just the Joker. Yeah, like Jason. Yeah, Miller. yeah. He's he's like, Vin Diesel's Joker. It was fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's it's exactly he's right. Beat for beat, the Joker. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Jason Momoa is the Joker. Yeah, in a Fast and Furious movie, it was phenomenal. And then uh, this is the first time in my entire life in which I watched Brie Larson and loved it. And I loved it. She was great. (laughs) (laughs) So both of them were great. And Between Two Ferns. Yes, she's great. She was great on Between Two Ferns. Uh, Both of them were great. And uh, 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 whatever, the the video game movie. Pilgrims. Pilgrims. Scott Pilgrims. Yeah. She was awesome. She's Ramona Flowers in there, right? I have... She's the... One of the she's one of the exes. She is. Yeah, I thought the ex girlfriend was kind of like short and a little a little bigger, like chubbier. Or she was the ex of the boy, right? No, she was one of the exes, but she had gotten together with one of the boy exes, mm. the vegan. Okay, go be gone. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the yeah. ve- the vegan guy. Yeah, I am not a big fan of that movie. I know that that's like. Mm. terrible to say in our nerd mm. culture but yeah. it was like yeah yeah i sort of agree anyway um also uh john cena was pretty fucking awesome in the film as well he was pretty funny mm-hmm. uh as he, he basically was playing like a variation on his character from uh peacemaker yeah but i mean it's fine um yeah he just became the fun uncle yeah like. the worst part of the movie continues to be uh taj and roman like they're just <laughs> yeah. like it's just like oh my god if it wasn't for the fact that Ludacris is a national treasure like i would oh, be like no i told you we even like rewind our podcast they were awful yeah they're not good they're awful. but they haven't been good for a while yeah, like yeah. their shtick is like super tired and not funny and yeah. like every time they do it it like just drags a movie down it's like <laughs> and then they got pete davidson in on this movie and they're just like <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah that's the part that's bad but that's the part that's been bad since like fast five so you know it is what it is but um uh yeah all the newcomers had a lot of fun you could they like hammed it up and like really played into and I mean, I know that John Cena was in the last one, but like relative newcomer, yeah. uh, hammed it up. Uh, they brought like just about everybody back, which was fun. Um, it, it's like exactly the big dumb movie that you expected to be. It just delivered. Yeah. It's deli- the series is delightful. I'm excited that there's an 11th and potentially a 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he said it was a, a like, a. they were going to make this a two parter and then they were saying maybe it'll be a three parter now. Yeah. They're positioned very well into this like Indiana Jones market because when he's eighty, the one thing he can still do is car chases, and it just Bingo. happens to be what Bingo. makes the movie relevant. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God, how'd you like the the line at the end where they're on the dam and he's like, Took "Oh, it was, it was great. It was great. <laughs> you should have taken my car. <laughs> oh, so good." And then he just ran. And then he just and then he proves why you should have taken his car. <laughs> or uh, the. The uh, how do you beat dumb in a race? Take away the road. <laughs> yeah, no, I, they're just so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And I just, I just had a big shit eating grin on my face the whole movie, and that's what those movies do for me. Like every mm-hmm. time, I just love them. So Fast Ten. Glad I finally saw it. Glad I got to see it in a theater on the big screen. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's absolutely worth your theater going dollars if it's still playing near you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched those, and then I also watched the movie Colin talked about a little while back called uh, Covenant. Yeah, is that the name of it? The war movie. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's like I basically agree with everything Colin said. So you go back and listen to that pre-ramble, but it was interesting because it's like all the testosterone of a Guy Ritchie film, but like none of the gangster shit. Mm. (laughs) Like, well, I don't know the 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 dude carrying was actually pretty. I mean, they're both gangster, yeah, like in like the slang version, but none of them are gangsters. Yeah, sure, (laughs) doing gangster shit. Um, so yeah, it was definitely engaging. Like I was, I was. Uh, fully engaged by the movie throughout, even though the story is like super, super simple. Yeah. Um, but uh, still pretty. It's pretty awesome movie. Pretty good. Yeah, good like acting. What I said, the Jake Gyllenhaal was awesome. Uh, I wanted more out of the the dude that actually saves him. Yeah. Um, the translator. You wanted more out of him. Yeah, because he just like disappears for a large portion of the movie, which is fine. Yeah. But like. He just didn't actually get much. He didn't have yeah, but he was like or... pretty featured probably up to that point. Like even when yeah. even when they're like yeah. still a unit before they get ambushed, right? Like he's like saving them, and like yeah. he has like a lot of interaction, interesting interactions. Um, so yeah, that movie was good. And then I've I watched one other one other semi. Oh, uh, Asteroid City, which oh, yeah. is fucking incredible. Nice. Um, if you you at this point in your life, uh, unless we have children listening to us, which hopefully we don't, um, you know whether or not you like, um, uh, why am I blanking on the drug? Wes Anderson? Yeah, thank you. You know whether or not you like Wes Anderson movies, right? I love Wes Anderson movies. It's pretty unlikely that I'm not going to like one that he comes out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, every now and then I'm like, eh, you know, Isle of Dogs was fine, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Um, Moonlight Kingdom was fine, but uh, yeah. If you don't like, if you haven't liked other Wes Anderson movies up till now, don't don't watch Asteroid City. I don't know if I've ever seen any. Rushmore, The Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, oh man, yeah. Somehow I missed all of these. They're so delightful. Hmm. You should just start at the beginning. Hmm. Start with Bottle Rocket and go to Rushmore and mm-hmm. go from there. Um, Royal Tannenbaum's remains probably my favorite, uh, followed very closely by Life Sizu or Life Aquatic with Sizu, but this might be third, particularly at, as I'm like 43 now mm-hmm. and the movie is very much about, um, life and death and what we make of the purpose of life. So it's like. I'm like at the age for those questions to weigh yeah. heavily, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson was very good in it. I usually find her extremely wooden and untalented in most movies that I watch her in. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, have often thought that her best movie is Lost in Translation because it asked her to play exactly who she is. But yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which I mean, no, obviously I don't know her in, yeah. in real life, so that's uh, potentially uh, an unfair thing to say. But um, there was supposed to be that uh, 
marriage drama with uh, Adam Driver. I haven't seen that one yet. I've heard that she's supposed to be very good in that too. And I love Adam Driver, so. But, uh, yeah, uh, she was, she was quite good, um, in this film. Uh, Jason Schwartzman was good. Uh, everybody was good. Um, it's a Wes Anderson film Mm -hmm. and it's awesome. Nice. So those were the four movies that I watched this last two weeks or whatever. Hmm. Well, this week I watched two Ghibli movies. Ghibli movies. I don't know. Ghibli, Ghibli. Everybody says it differently. I've always said it Ghibli, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, I watched Castle in the Sky, which is pretty pretty fun. Howl's Moving Castle? No. It's just called Castle in the Sky. Okay. Maybe. I guess I haven't seen that one. It's like from, it's eighty. It's from the eighties, but uh, mm. I don't remember. Uh, then the other one was Nesico or something. I think. I think it was. Uh, Nasca Valley of the Wind. Yes. N a u s i c. Yeah. yeah. That one I liked a lot more. I think I'm not positive, but I think that might be the first Studio Ghibli. It's eighty three. We looked that one up. Yeah. It was, it was made in like eighty three. Might be, or if it's not, then maybe it's like the first one that came to the states or something. But what like was kind of cool was the. I don't know if you like you've clearly seen it. I've seen Nausicaa. It's been a while. Um, but the you know the little cat thing that's on her shoulder. Yes, like through most like of mm-hmm. the movie, um, that is actually also like in the Castle in the Sky movie. Okay, like there's just like a family of those little like I was like, oh my god, that's kind of a cool little connection. Like mm-hmm. maybe this is actually from the same world, just mm-hmm. at, from different times. Is like that actually would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, both are really fun. Um. I like because I didn't actually watch any of these until last year, so I've never seen any Ghibli. Like movies. not even Princess Mononoke. That's usually the one. I, that almost yeah, I saw every, that one. Every that was the first. Watches, that was the but, first one I saw. Yeah. Um, but it was in theaters like last year or something. Gotcha. So I, I've only been seeing them in theaters. So now I've seen like Ponyo, Princess Mononoke, and um, a few others. But Spirited Away. Haven't seen. I missed it last year. That's probably my favorite. I did no, see. I'm certainly not like a Ghibli aficionado. Like I, I don't have yeah. like a like. A, a, unlike Wes Anderson, I don't have like a tier list of my I Ghibli films. Really, did but. see their live on stage, uh, Spirit of the Way. So I do. I've seen it, but not actually the anime. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. And I've actually seen it twice. Yeah. But uh, so it's good. I like it, but. Um, yeah, I need to actually see the anime. Um, but and then let's see. Well, I watched. I started watching Reacher. I never actually On watched Amazon? that show. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like like, like some seven foot dude that plays Jack Reacher, <laughs> isn't it? Some huge yeah. brick he's, shit house. He's, in so I like I. The reason I'm watching it is for him. He's from Titans, like the the crap, the really shit TV show. Oh yeah, Titans. But he was great. That he left Titans to go do this show. I've heard that he he's good as Jack Reacher. Yeah, um, I don't know that much about it. My boss likes the Re- Jack Reacher novels, so then he started watching the, mm. those when he was like talking about how much he liked the show. But I mean, that's not like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious yeah, what you I mean, think about it. He's like in the in the show, he's like a complete badass and he's awesome. Um, I will say sometimes that well, that's, I think that the. I think that the books are like pseudo, like slightly shaded right wing male fantasy wish fulfillment type books, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. But again, I haven't read them, so that could just be me projecting. 
his politics I, are pr- so a lot of conservatives when they I'm pretty sure the author is conservative, but they write from a position of like complete neutrality, like they try yeah. to be as apolitical as humanly possible because that makes good business sense. He beats up his fair share of rednecks in this show. Yeah. So, but yeah, and that's the thing is they understand like they understand like co- concepts of justice and like altruism and that stuff. Mm. So he plays by like those rules, right? But then there's no like he would he can't be bothered to even vote or you know <laughs> right. um, stuff. He just right. handles things by like rolls the, his eyes at Black Lives Matter while helping the black family. That's like, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, that's. But, but you've seen the Tom Cruise movies, right? The, yeah, yeah. They're awesome, even though they're it's hilarious. Is there, more, is there more than one? Yeah, there's two. Oh, I don't know if yeah. I've seen the second one. Oh, they're fantastic. It's hilarious with Tom Cruise, because in the books, he's like, this guy that's yeah. playing it, I understand, is like way more accurate yeah. to the books, where he's just an absolute in the, in the books, beast of a human. He's Tom like, Cruise is just like a midget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, six, a badass. Six, totally shredded. He has like an IQ of 220. Like, he could literally be a rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah. And he has hands... For whatever reason, he's got like he's got hands like watermelons or whatever. Like they're just yeah. like concrete blocks, and so if he hits you, you just die. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, That's it's just, essentially what happens. He has show. to register yeah. them as a lethal weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The show's amazing, though. The show's probably better than the movies. I was shocked at yeah. how good the show is. I think the show. I'm I'm not done. I think I have like two more episodes left. But I think, other than the female cop, she has some random lines that just don't fit. Like they just, I don't like the writing just got weird, and she uses some slang term that isn't like a slang term. It's like I don't know. It's like weird. The, the writing's not uh, perfect on the show. Yeah, um, it's hard to keep a show tight for like the whole season. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. You got to get from A to B and, and make some dumb. Well, a lot of times it's not always the same writer writing every episode too. Mm. I don't know if it is in this case, but mm-hmm. um, that can have an effect on yeah. things too. Yep. But the the thing about Jack Reacher that's interesting about him is that it's slightly more as you're really thinking fast and furious when you know when you see him you hear the mm-hmm. the, the specs and like the, the premise stupid, yeah. the yeah. 80s action movie yeah. dumb crap about like he jack reacher he's a badass who's like never been seen in 10 years ever since he got like whatever he just rides a bus and only wears a t-shirt and like what i you know like like yeah there's like a lore to him that's always like yeah, everybody yeah. knows, and then you're just yeah. But then like he's, he's just the wanderer who goes town yeah. to town and kind of solves people's cri- like crimes and stuff. Yeah, but he well, this one's pretty personal. But yeah, yeah, but he himself is like actually clever. Like he's always like, oh my god, this is like honestly, they do a better job of writing a Sherlock Holmes book than Sherlock Holmes like the Moffat series. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like a better Sherlock Holmes than Sherlock Holmes. Okay, some ways, um, yeah, yeah. Because he just like walks in and he can assess based on like you know visual cues and stuff, everything he needs to know about like he basically sizes everybody up all the time, and if he needs to, he's more than willing <laughs> but, to tell them. Yeah, yeah. What, what's like what's amazing? There's actually a scene that actually almost exactly uh, is going about what Nigel is, is saying, where he like walks into a diner and there's this like pompous fucking uh, kid who's just been like uh, harassing the female cop and stuff like that, and he goes in there. And the whole point of harassing the female cop was to get Reacher to overreact. And so then, <clears throat> so that's like, he's trying to get, like, upset him. And so then Reacher goes in there totally calm, 
pulls up a chair, has like a his face is he acted perfectly as if he's not pissed at all, but he's just like kind of just staring right at him. And then like, and they they have this conversation, whatever, whatever. He goes to walk away, and then he just he just kind of gives us like ah fuck it, I'm gonna, like, and then he just destroys them. <laughs> he just all four of them just takes them out in the diner. And then, yeah. yeah, it was just it was just great. Like it's just like that's kind of the perfect like. He knows, and he even said, that, like, I know why you did what you did, and you're just trying to get me to overact. And then he just gave him exactly that because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is perfect. Yeah, the, the show's fun. Uh, it's really good. I It was more murder mystery than I expected it to be. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be he was going to come in there. I mean, I know I watched the movies. He solves, like, a lot of crimes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I kind of was just... Knowing the actor was expecting it's just it's all gonna be punches and like and car fights and shooting up and stuff like that. And like a lot of the combat has been more tactical than I expected. Like there's a scene where he's being uh chased by two guys with guns that are like he's being uh followed in by in the cars. And um so he goes he like gets ahead and breaks line of sight and then he uh, puts the car in neutral, rolls out of the car into long grass, and then just lets the car roll forward uh, up to like a chicken coop or something. And so then the uh, the guys that are following him get out with guns, go look at or go to check out the, the chicken coop, and he just pops up behind him and just shoots him real quick. I was like, oh, I was expecting that to be more of a like a long, long drawn out fight. And it's like, no, nah, I just thought of it a smart way to get around it. <laughs> just like, yeah. That's like a really clever, like something I don't see that in many movies mm, when they're usually they're. It's like I wish that more people that made uh, TV shows and movies understood that less is more when it comes to like violent scenes. Mm. Yeah, like uh, the the like really good example is uh, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin and and obi-wan's like fight scene that's like literally like 25 minutes long yeah (laughs) versus the exact same fight scene in the northman that's like literally like less than three minutes long yeah and it's just like so much more impactful because it's so quick and brutal and short and it's just like done yeah yeah well cool i'll check it out then yeah i like the show um i also i finally got into watching uh knife or death yeah yeah I think I went through the first two seasons in like a couple days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super fun show. It's just it's just dumb. <laughs> yep. Also, yeah. it's just like why I'm like so I'm such a weeb that I want the katana to do awesome, and then they always suck. Yeah. Everyone that uses the katana just sucks. Also, it's I understand it's not built for chopping through ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. like it's like you want it to like win, and it's like. It's not going to. No, it's always going to be some ugly ass machete. Yeah. yeah. In the hands of some 75 year old. What one, the one guy who won season one had like a big uh, Claymore, right? Claymore, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's that like was the badass. Scottish looking guy. I was yeah. like, yes. He's the only one that actually made it look good at like using like an old fashioned weapon. Yeah. Like, I was like, ugh. Yeah. And he was, he was, no one's really done it since. Well, they've done it, but not as well as he did, but he had the double edged. He was able to tech it where he would smash through ice with, you know, with one both, edge uh, yeah. and then have the other Flip edge for, for the like, meat cutting, stuff. Yeah. 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 Yep. So that was pretty sweet. But yeah, he also had just a really good sword. He did. But yeah, after watching like Highlander. So like back when Highlander came out, um, me and all my friends, I mean, everybody on the planet essentially got really obsessed with uh, katanas, you know, like, yeah, the 
the folded six million times. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. D- Damascus steel or whatever. Oh, yeah. the Japanese steel is the yep. best steel in the world. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And it's got to be folded five trillion times. Yeah. And then you're re- like, you don't even like, now that I've watched Forge and Fire, you know, you realize what that actually means. It's actually not mm-hmm. that actually of an impressive a feat. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, oh, well, shut yeah, up. It was pretty impressive without like uh, pneumatic presses and those sorts of things. Well, no, but I mean, you're just, you know, when you say you're folding it a thousand times, it's because you're exponentially, every time you fold it once, you're exponentially you're exponential. yeah, folding. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're just taking a billet and then like mm. refolding it and then mm-hmm. you draw the blade out. So it's not, I thought they like painstakingly like rolled it out like dough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like flipped these like yeah. super thin yeah. layers or something, you know. And I was like, how is that even like structurally good? Like, <laughs> yeah. If it's like eight million layers like a tree, you know, like doesn't even seem like, you know, literally I've had a kid brain about it until Forged in Fire. Okay. I'm like, yeah. oh, never mind. They just smash it into one thing. I don't know why the folding it does anything, but like whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I guess it is pretty sweet. I mean, when you see them do Damascus, it's pretty, you can see the effects of it, but. Right. Um, the. I think it has something to do with impurity, like working yeah. at impurity as well, yep. or homogenizing it or whatever. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it's a huge part of it. Um, but um, nowadays, like railroad spikes are probably like yeah. more pure than whatever their but iron it, was. In Highlander, there's like a mystique to it that it cuts through everything. They right. cut through cars, helicopters, <laughs> like just you know concrete pillars. It's like every, it's just like the ultimate sword. You're just like, fuck, you know, like, what would you even do against it? Yeah. It may as well be a lightsaber. Yep. And then you get to, well, I remember in like all the role playing books through the 90s, just like the best sword you could get in any of their equipment list was always a katana. It was always like, had the best stats, sharpest, like, yeah. Yep. And then Forge and Fire comes along and they get like a a wood box and they're just like, oh no! (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) It's destroyed! (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. Yeah, they were also just designed to cut through something different. To Tommy Mass, basically. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. they're designed for cutting. Designed to cut people. Yeah, they're designed to slash open a gut and then like leave just like your guts spilled out. Yeah. And they are good at that. Yep. We're like a, a friggin' claymore is meant to like cut through armor as well. So it's like yep. you just ha- it has to be heavier. It has to be bigger. You know, it has a lot more to go through. Yeah. But well, like a samurai sword is like a corvette is is sort of more yeah. of a corvette of like weapons. Which would like if they chop your head off, that's like they're kind of wasting some money on you because, like, you're fucking up their blade. Yeah. So they're like, oh, shit, I got to go through, like, a spinal cord shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, katanas don't even, they don't really want to even clash with each other. No. Because yeah. like, yeah. they just damage each other if yep. they do that. So it's like, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, no, that show's pretty fun. Um, uh, I love, like, I keep on trying to guess, okay, this person is going to do amazing. Yeah. And then when they flop, I'm like, I don't even understand <laughs> like why why did this like guy who like they build him as like a professional chopper and then he gets like it, like he can't get past a fish. He's like what the fuck is this fish made the, of? The pro choppers are like they're basically super dumb. I don't know if you ever watch pro chopping competitions. Well, most of them are just kind of like sitting over the top of something Correct. Just like it's just, they're just going down it's 3 inches. It's literally just a one it's like a singular stroke. But then when they yeah. have to do this like goofball like mm. chopping at falling watermelons, they're like what? <laughs> they have like no hand eye coordination. They're just like 
totally. And then they have to cut like a fish that's just hanging there. There's like, uh, well, well, I would say their blades a lot. Like I would say they're like a little short to cut through the fish sometimes, especially season one. That season one fish was huge. Yeah. I don't know if you you guys. That's why. In, well, that's that why. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. In, we were watching season two with Joey, and every time they get to the fish, we'd be like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be super hard." Yeah, just and then right they would just it. go right through it. We we're like, "What the?" Yeah, that like, fish <laughs> in season two is way smaller. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and then but then they added the rope, which I think the rope might be harder than the. Oh, season for one sure fish, it is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I was gonna say uh, when you're talking about the choppers and like they have no. Uh, dexterity or eye hand coordination. I'm just like, I feel like out of every single contestant we watched in total, there's like maybe two people I would describe as yeah. athletic in like both seasons, like all the way through. Well, there was the the farm kid who was like 19 in season one. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That kid was le- legit, like probably athletic as hell. And then there was the guy that was like a Filipino martial artist or whatever in season two, and he was like yeah. pretty live and th- and. And uh, seemed pretty athletic. He did like. Uh, I like, like to think that fucking yeah. whatever like kata before. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I like to think that I if the those rolling balls in that final stage, I like to think that I'd be able to cut those balls. They don't seem like they're going that fast. The ball buster. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like that gets people every time in season two. Mm-hmm. Just like how they like. Because, like, like, half the contestants are 70-year-old grandpas. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Harrison Ford trying to chop in the dial of destiny. Yeah. I mean, it is <laughs> hilarious because, like, uh, half of them will go, like, straight up and down to try and get them at first. And then, like, eventually they just start sideswiping. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why didn't they just, uh, just like, sideswiping, you never missed the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then there was one guy who got penalized for running. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. was yeah, yeah. Some of the penalties are hilarious. Um, the the guy with the watermelons who just like held his blade under just the <laughs> just stands underneath <laughs> him and lets yeah. the watermelon fall yeah. on the blade. Yeah, <laughs> that's a penalty. Yep, doesn't count. You're not like goaltending. Well, goaltending. That's a penalty. They let one of the girls get away with that. Um, they've definitely let people get away with pretty darn close to that. Like yeah, yeah. Definitely in season one, there was a guy who was like, oh, yeah, I would just stand under there and let it fall down. And then in season two, we were like, what? That's a penalty, apparently? Yeah. Well, see, yeah. I think it was season two. One of the girls got to the final. Because season one, none of the girls got to the final. In season two, one of the girls got to the final. And when she got to the watermelon, she was effectively just letting the like watermelon hit the blade. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't give her a penalty for it. She didn't mm-hmm. win either. But Yeah. Yeah, it was. The show's pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's something that you put on while you're doing something else, and you look up and everything. Yeah, see, that's like, the thing is, I was watching nothing. You were just, you were just like, just you are focused. Yeah, I was at my parents. Didn't have a computer. All I had was my phone, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm just gonna watch something." And so I put that on. Yeah, and I was glued the whole time. <laughs> yep. I wouldn't I ever die. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I watched something else, but I can't quite remember. Sorry, playing a little bit of Dead by Daylight again. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, it is pretty fun. I've uh, already burnt right back out of it, though. Really? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The uh the meta is so stale. It's like... Didn't they just get a new update? I don't I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. If they did, they ruined the game. Like, they like did not go good with it. But, yeah, the killers just do killer things. Like, they... Uh, it's also, like... 
it's that holiday event right now. It's the anniversary event. Mm. And, like, everybody is just a fucking sweat lord. Like, everybody is so toxic, sweaty. Yeah. That it's, like, miserable for a month as they're all grinding blood points. But, yeah. Killers are, like, the worst. But there's a patch that is being in testing right now that is going to fix the game. What? uh, What are blood points? That's, like, this in-game currency is basically, like, experience points. Um, And you spend them. You can, with blood points, you can buy, um, uh, like... You can level up your guys. And then, like, I've played, I put so many hours in that all of my guys are, like, max level. But then you still fill out the blood web as if you were leveling them up to get, like, little in-game items you can use to, like, give yourself a little bit of an advantage. Hmm. So you're just farming up these, like, you know, um, offerings. You can, like, you can try to manipulate what map you play on or, you know, all these, like, because once you use them, they're gone. So um, you just farm items, basically. Yeah. I see. You also get a second currency called iridescent shards, which you can use to like buy new characters or skins or things that, you know, customize your dudes. But yeah, that's what I wondered. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were for. Yeah, I mean, isn't the point? Shouldn't the point be to play the game, not like grind for cosmetics? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and then so um, in the patch, the PTB right now, there's a patch fixing a bunch of things that are kind of wrong with the game. But it's actually like I'm excited about. Um, one of the things is like killers when they want to win, especially if their first chase takes too long, so and they'll get in a first chase. So the problem is there's four survivors and they don't know who's good and who's bad. So if they just happen to pick the guy who's good and they were too dumb to like they committed to it and two gens got done by the time they downed him, they'll just camp that hook. And what that does is forces everybody to basically what the killer's saying is I'm terrible, I don't know how to play this game. So I'm going to camp and just guarantee my 1K, and I'm just going to concede that the rest of you guys get out. And But survivors are also stupid. They'll be like, no, no, we're dumber than that. We're going to actually just go in and, like, dive on this hook, and, like, get you're just going to get a 4K instead. And so the, <laughs> the less people playing on Discord as a team, the, like because you're playing solo queues, it's hard to know what you should do because you don't know what the killer is doing. So you'll just be working on a gen. You're like, I hope one of the other guys goes and gets them. And then you'll be like, Ugh! and you'll see, like, Somebody fall down next to the hook. You're like, oh, shit, he's just camping the hook. And you'll see like the other third guy go, and he'll just die like, fuck. And then he's just letting the two people lie on the ground, and they slowly bleed out. And you're like working on the gen. You can see all this happening from like across the map. You're just like, fuck. Like, yep. Yeah, awesome. Awesome <laughs> g- gameplay. And then doing gens is the most not fun game thing you could possibly be doing. Like, it's fun to do it as like a – when the killer's putting pressure and doing the right like the right game state, you're – trying to you're basically trying to you know diffuse a bomb under pressure the diffusing is actually very easy it's just that you don't know if the killer's coming your way but if he's camping the hook then you know and then you're just bored you're just <laughs> like <laughs> just bored working on it in, in, in a car engine yeah. while yeah. you're just like oh fuck you know like mm. oh and it takes it takes you they've made it kind of killer sided so it takes a really long time to fix the generator it takes like 120 seconds or something yeah. So if you're the only person, you have to do all of them. It's like fuck. It's like ten minutes of just staring at an engine while it like repairs itself. It's like so miserable, dude. That's so like the whole reason. Like I started. I true talent is a streamer that streams this game, <laughs> yeah. and he recently posted. I uh, guess they posted an article about the new talent changes. Yeah. And then he's just posting how awful it is yeah. to be a killer <laughs> and how the whole game is just such a bitch, yeah. He's like, oh my God. Yeah, he's such a bitch. Saying that he's, say, he's literally saying the exact opposite of what you're saying right now. He is funny. There's like, um, 
I looked up, I played against a streamer and I looked up his Steam account and I just, I, I was like, just to confirm that it was him. And I noticed that he's on his Steam account. He's part of a Steam club called the True Talent Appreciation Society. <laughs> and I, so oh I, my I joined it in yeah. all of the posts. It's, it's epic. It's so funny. Yeah. But um, anyways, um, yeah, that guy's a dipshit. Just e- even killers think that guy's a dumbass. Um, but never mind the PTB. Well, do, do you changes. not like play both? Um, I actually really enjoy killer. I can't make myself do it. Because I think it is so killer sided. I don't care what anybody says. The game's killer sided. And when I play killer, all I do is get 4Ks. But my MMR's low. So I'm just shitting on solo queue survivors who are just like getting dumpstered. And they're all just. T- but most people who play this game are awful. So like, like killers that complain about being survivor sided are just because they've played themselves to a point where they're just only playing good survivors. And then that's where they should be. And it should be hard. But it's like, you could chill the fuck out. And like, let two people escape every match, or just have fun, or meme. Killers can meme. It's like survivors are always memeing, but it's like killers are never memeing. It's like never. There's never anything fun going on. But then when killers meme and the survivors, like a lot of times you survivors don't know what they're up against, so they'll just like do the gens and get out. <laughs> and the killers have got this like super funny meme, like "Oh man, I'm gonna get them," and then they just like leave and like fuck. And then he's <laughs> well, fuck, I'm gonna fucking camp the next one. <laughs> like he just gets mad. He like it gives him like the worst reinforcement. Whereas uh, survivors will meme, knowing full well it's gonna get them all killed. Like that's like the whole point. They just want to like irritate the survivors are like unruly toddlers at kindergarten. And you've got, you know, uh, Mr. Kimball, who's just got <laughs> the killer is just going to trying to slap them in line as he's like got to get order. But they're doing like the survivors have a perk called head on and head on is like if you hide in a locker for eight seconds, you trigger this head on. If the killer walks past your locker, you can jump out. <laughs> you jump out and stun him and they'll make squads where all four people just take that. And so the whole point is they'll go to a room with like four lockers in it and they'll just take turns. They'll like, they'll like, they'll, they'll manipulate the killer so that he's chasing somebody. He runs past the locker, gets stunned. The person who's in chase jumps in a locker because he's stunned. He can't see what's going on. So they jump in the locker. The other person's like running circles. So he's like swinging. Then the other guy gets out. But meanwhile, like the two other, you know, all four people are doing it. So he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like he's just spending the game like being stun locked, where he's just trapped in a room. Like the kill, like the survivors are basically like Night you're trapped in here with us, exactly. Like. And then the killers just like DC or whatever they like fucking lose their shit. <laughs> like, but the survivors are usually when they're doing this, they're fully committed to all dying. Like they're if you're willing to put up with it, all they want to do is have fun, use the perks, and like make the killer. You know, like oftentimes the killer, like if they have a sense of humor, they'll just like start memeing. They'll start doing like. You, you can communicate a lot with just, like, the way... Because it actually tracks, like, your head movements and stuff. So a lot of times killers can do the nopers or they can do the ups. And, like, you can teabag and, like, all this... Anyways. <laughs> um, teabag is a way a good way to communicate with the killer. Yeah. Yep, 100%. <laughs> yeah. If you really need a killer to chase you instead of uh, poor Andy, you can teabag him a lot. And he'll be, like... He, like, just sees red. Like, ooh! <laughs> and then he will 100% camp you on the hook. But it's usually worth it. I would only chase Andy. you'd have to find him first (laughs) um um but uh no uh the ptb nicholas cage is coming out which is cool you can play nicholas cage in his perks it's on the the test round and he's he's just nicholas cage not just nicholas cage as a killer yeah and i almost i have to google his um wait is he a killer 
No, no, he's a survivor. Okay. Oh, I was gonna oh. And he has his own perk. So he's he's an expansion pack. There's no killer. It's just him. He's just the survivor. So he's like the killer first. <laughs> he's like the killer of killers because he's yeah. But all three of his perks are meme perks. They're so fucking funny. They're so stupid. They're they're so dumb. They're called like um, uh, dramadacity or something. Like it's like <laughs> all of them are all of them are like acting perks. And one of the ones that's fucking amazing is if you're wounded and you're Nick Cage, you can hit a button. It's called um, it's called like surprise ending, and uh, or surprise second act or something. And he's he'll just flop voluntarily on the ground into the dying state, and then if the killer doesn't pick him up like within eight seconds, he stands back up fully healed. But you can do <laughs> the stupidest stuff. Like I've already seen videos of people. Um, you, people can use it like so. A lot of times, like with survivors, the killer will play them to a point where there's just there's no out. So you, the kid, you, they just got you. Um, something stupid happens, like you'll be getting chased by the killer, and you'll, you know, you know that you're running for a pallet, and you got to throw this pallet, and or else the killer's gonna hit you. Um, and you'll throw it, and you'll be on the wrong side of the pallet, so you're on the same side of the pallet as the killer, and the killers will think it's funny, and then you'll just you'll stop. And you'll just slowly turn around and look at them, and then you'll just like look up. You like you'll have a flashlight, and you'll just point at this guy for Batman or something, and then they just laugh, and it will hit you like a little bit later. But like you'll just have a moment, you know, with the killer. That's like funny. Well, this one's funnier because you, when you do that, you can just die. <laughs> you can just kill yourself with cringe as a response. Like killers are probably going to get all a kick out of that. Um, but there's a guy Wesker. He's got a power where he like power slides after you, as like a Colin experience recently. Um, but when he does his power slide, he goes through windows or vaults. He like vaults just like a survivor would. People are using this Nick Cage perk to do a matador attack. So they'll be wounded in front of a window <laughs> upstairs and then he'll get hit. They'll the Wesker will go to slide into them and they'll drop dead and he goes out the window. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. That's <laughs> funny. Yep, and then he heals and he's fully fine and he just runs away. <laughs> it's but then there's another one. I can't remember what the hell it's called. It's, it's the drama dramadacity or something. It's like he um, hits the perk, and he runs with knees high. He runs for two seconds at like 125% speed with knees exceptionally high. I don't. They put that in the flavor tech. So he's Jack Sparrow running. Yeah, and then at the end of it, he at the end of the two seconds, he gets one of four things to happen. Uh, one of them is he just screams. One of them is uh, he gets two more seconds of like this speed. Mm um uh, there's another one it's like i don't know what the third one is but the fourth one is like a random item he'll drop whatever he's holding and a random item will appear out of nowhere and get it and be in his hand um and no two things he can use this perk like every eight seconds and he can never get the same secondary result twice in a row it's just it's a bizarre perk um it's also weird i don't think it'll make it to the there's a perk that got nerfed into oblivion called dead hard this is basically dead hard for distance back before they Dead Hard's a perk where you were like immune to the killer for like two seconds. It was basically an iframe, um, and it was like a skill shot. So if they hit you, you could use Dead Hard to like dodge the attack. Um, but people would abuse it and use it for distance. They would like dodge to a window or dodge to a, a pallet. This is functionally that. So it's like it's weird that they brought that back in any form. But I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, Dead Hard was a little a little busted. You had to be good though. You had to be good. I mean, yeah. Now they've just bl- blasted it into the... It's like, who cares? It's like not even a usable perk anymore. But then they brought it back in a, like a different way. 
So, anyways, that did him him bringing a lot of like weirdness to the game. That's what they need. The like, the perks are too serious and are too. That's a game that's gotten too competitive. You know, like they've like. It's just crazy to me that 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 game would even be would like ever be a competitive game. Yeah, like it's a game about surviving from well-known movie killers. Like, yeah. how is that a serious game? How is that a competitive game? All of the asymmetrical games are they try to make not competitive, and the first thing the community does is act like dickheads. Yeah, but yeah, not what can you do? Yeah, I mean, you just you deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or you just play a different game. It's had moments though. It's had like it's definitely worse than it was. Um, you know, there's the reason why the game's so popular is because when it popped off in like twenty seventeen, then then again in twenty nineteen, it had mm-hmm. like these big windows where the game was about the memes. It was basically a party game mm-hmm. in a couple different Well that's cycles. what it seems like it yeah. would be is like let's hop on and play for a couple hours and just like for the lols. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. It, it's fun to just. It's one of those games that's fun to play with friends, basically for me, anyway. Yeah, but. yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if I've watched anything. I've been playing Fallout seventy six randomly. Oh, um, that is random. Yep. Um, because Dead by Daylight's been so toxic lately. Uh, Andy and Brian have worn me down. They like are always pining for something that's like for Fallout seventy six. Well, they've been playing it for years. Oh, so, but off and on, and they're just like kind of going back into it and digging it. It's got like a fun uh they're also that's another game that has like holiday events and stuff. This mm-hmm. they've got like aliens invading. So you've got the um fuck, what's the Tim Burton movie? Mars Attacks. You got Mars Attacks Ooh. aliens running around meep, 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 like shooting everybody. Um but that's pretty sweet. So it's been fun. Yeah. I've been playing plate up. Oh plate up. Plate up, yep. Not only up. Is that one of those chef games? It's one of those chef games. It's basically an excuse for friends to cuss at each other and not take it personally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like we we get on there and we play and then it's just like uh it's like like yeah, it's just basically uh I get yelled at for about 40 minutes uh to an hour uh about uh not being able to uh take a person's order or um getting distracted by oranges or you know yeah dumplings or just like accidentally like picking up a plate so that before they could actually like put the food on the plate and then i just like have to set down the plate and then they pick up the food and then i set down like it's like (laughs) it's like awkward like we're all like you know when you're just like both at like you're like walking through a door and someone else is trying to come up through the other side and you're kind of like doing this like nice off bit but um like that's like literally what's happening except that you, you just both keep on picking up what you need to put down instead of like actually just leaving it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's been fun though. Uh it it is it, it is weird because it's like uh the group I play with everybody does get pretty angry <laughs> just every yeah. once in a while, but then it's just like uh within like 2 seconds it's cool off and everyone's fine. Like it's ne- it's never actually taken personally. It's like I it's an, it's enjoyable for sure. But yeah, I played. Uh, well, I don't know. I played it for a bit with Eggers. Well, Eggers tried to get me to play Overcooked too. Oh yeah, that game's garbage compared. Yeah, like because that game is like overly hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I played up there. It's like you like cutesy more. It's got like goobery yeah. little like yeah. They're like uh, oh. 
uh, what's the what's the term for the board game? Meeples. Okay. Meeples. Yeah. They're like little meeples you're running around with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also grabbing a plate versus grabbing foods like extremely like. Well, it's you either grab a difficult. plate or you grab the food and like. Well, yeah. You can like stand in the windows like trying to grab the plate like repeatedly or whatever. Yeah. You're like God fucking damn it! Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's like they're they're fun games. They're fun. It's a fun style of game, um, but it's like can be stressful because <laughs> it's like it's kind of like you're just like you come home from work and then what are you gonna do? Work, I guess. Yeah. It's, that's why they've never appealed to me because I spent like <laughs> half of my working life in kitchens and restaurants yeah. and bars, and I was just like, exactly where I don't I just like. Ever be. I don't like. I I did this long enough. I don't need to be grabbing plates out of windows and yelling at cooks because I've done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, streamers that I watch uh, have been playing it, but they only play it because they need a break from Dead by Daylight. But they're <laughs> <laughs> turns out their viewership gets tanked, like so they end up playing whatever you know, like. It's always like a short run. Like yeah, they do one day and only get like sixty viewers, and they're just like, oh, okay, back to back to games that are interesting. Back to the game that like literally, like, I, like I feel like like that True Town guy. I feel like he's been trying to like quit Dead by Daylight forever. Yeah, but he just can't because that's where his income comes from. Yeah, it's he like, he retains. He's like a well. He was he used to be like a four K Andy. Like he used to be up there with Ot Starvo, and then. He got toxic about DVD, his numbers dipped, and then he started playing like everything else. I'll go under the sun, like Street Fighter and fucking yeah. Haunt Showdown and stupid shit. And every game he gets into, he's always like, We're on the quest. Every time he's like Gauntlet Down, we're on the quest to be the literal best person on the planet at this game. And he just isn't that good. And uh-huh. then he has to start having like massive amounts of copium to deal with his like <laughs> bullshit and like blaming the meta and the people and the whatever, and then he gets yeah. made fun of by his own community. So now <laughs> Now he's like a 1.2k indie, which is still a lot. That's like still yeah. like a pro streamer. I mean, he was like, uh, he was my favorite streamer when mm. I was like playing Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Like, seriously, a couple of years ago. But yeah. He looks old now. Mm. I didn't realize. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Wanna, should, we, should we just podcast? Uh, we could. Do you have anything to say? Any. any Game, like, we talked about Black Mirror last week, right? Did we? Mm, well, we didn't have cast last week. Or, I mean, like two. Did we talk about Black Mirror two weeks ago? I don't think we. I don't think. I, have I don't you think caught up? Yeah, have you seen all of it yet? No, I haven't. No. Son of a bitch! I haven't seen anything since we were oh. watching. You yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still have just seen the first two episodes. So mm. I need to watch it, but just haven't. Yeah, that show is sweet. This is a good season. This is like an all good. Every episode was. Yeah, I know you cool. were saying that they were all yeah. bangers for you. So. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's basically. I don't have shit to watch. I just watch YouTube uh, tutorials or YouTube uh, documentaries over and over and over and over and over. And over. <laughs> like, I just. Yeah. It's like everything's on YouTube and Twitch for me. I'm like bored with content. Do mm-hmm. you ever just like go to Amazon or Netflix and you just like scroll it for fucking yep. two hours? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I definitely have done that. <laughs> yeah. And then just been like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, exactly. Like Jesus. I've been I on like need a- need to get a book or like go for a walk or yeah. like- Yeah. <laughs> I've been actually been like actually watching things lately, which is like, because like I was on that, like I was on YouTube and I was like scroll on YouTube forever. And then mm. I just got finally like, whenever I go to my parents is what kicks in the I have because I don't have a computer. So it's like, well, I have to watch something. And then, like, actually, like, that was, like, how I started watching Reacher. I was like, yeah, screw it. I'll play. I watched uh, Forge and, uh, not Forge and Fire, but uh, 
whatever knife or, knife or death yeah um, like just things like that it's like yeah but there's actually like a ton of stuff that like um well i want to watch the i haven't seen the good dinosaur which i actually heard that's actually a really good movie it's, i heard it's sad but the good dinosaur the Good dinosaur it's hmm. like a disney animated movie but yeah it's it's like a kids movie but yeah i heard mm-hmm. it was actually really good um hmm. there's just like a few movies like that that i hadn't actually seen that actually like might be interested in actually watching um like i know i watched the greatest showman not that long ago like that pt barnum shit Edgar's yep. favorite movie of all time it was Edgar's hmm. favorite movie was it he yeah, fucking he loves, loves it movie. what yeah have you seen it no no oh, it's it's good oh really yeah it's not good it's good okay it's, <laughs> it's fine yeah, yeah. No, it's like, um, oh, I I like how they didn't, he was not, they didn't, so the way the movie was built when I first saw the previews was it made him into a, like a very good guy, mm-hmm. but he was not a good guy in the movie. Like he mm-hmm. was, but he wasn't. No, that's actually the reason that I think the movie is trash is because they like paid like a minor amount of lip service to him not being that good a guy and then he immediately he, redeems him he does with, redeem himself with no no hard work effort or repercussions yeah it's like <laughs> it's the, just, like the yeah. mcdonald's movie yeah, you know, like, it absolutely is yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they kind of whitewash it uh, by having michael keaton play that guy no, but he, that ray Kroc comes off as nothing but a piece of shit in that movie i don't know i think just too you're much talking michael about keaton. founder yeah yeah he's a He's a trat. They they he fucking he robs they, the guy, but they just are like, that's what I do. It's like it's it's yeah, yeah, but the end of the movie is clearly, yeah, this guy is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That's like the point of the movie. Yeah, is Ray Kroc was a piece of shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I was, I I was. That was my takeaway from the movie. That was my takeaway from the movie, but I wasn't what I was feeling. The movie was trying to tell me. <laughs> I was, I was like, hmm, I don't know. He's just a guy with a dream <laughs> to oh, steal sure, somebody like, else's dream at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. For like the first forty-five minutes of the movie, yeah. you're like, yeah. you're on Ray Kroc's side, and you're like, yeah. wait, nope, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. I guess he might still be alive. Can't steal an idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, Harrison Ford's still alive. Like, no way he's alive. I was saying it in the past tense, but Ray Kroc might still be alive. Hmm. Not positive. We gotta get Jack Reacher. Yeah. Get him out of here then, or just get him, get him on a space tour or something, (laughs) (laughs) or like a a a submarine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God! I've seen so many memes about the sub. Yeah. There, there was one where it was just like, uh, 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 the under the the crab singing under the sea, and he's like singing like because he just like he has like all these new billionaires down there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's been dead for a long time. Uh, yeah, since nineteen eighty four. Oh Jesus, long time. Oh yeah, I forget he had the San Diego Padres. I don't think he outlived Nagel, who was killed by McDonald's. I don't, he liked Big Macs. Nagel's that 80s artist who would feel like the airbrushed, you'll see like 80s airbrushed chicks with sunglasses. They're kind of cyberpunky looking. Yep, I know what you're talking about. That guy Patrick died. Patrick Nagel. Yeah. Old Patty Nagel died because he uh, really liked cheeseburgers. He died in 1984. Holy shit, the same year. Same year. Ooh. That's actually, fuck, I think we're on a Joe Rogan conspiracy situation here. <laughs> <laughs> this is like some... Uh, yeah, ancient alien shit. Yep. Hmm. There's something here. Alex Jones. The cheeseburger trail. 
Yeah, the cheeseburgers. Oh, the cheeseburgers! Yeah. When the, when <laughs> the, the Grimace shakes. Yeah, when the, exactly the Grimace shakes. Uh, when the heart of the heart of the Big Mac died. I only learned about Grimace shake the Grimace shake meme about like three days ago. Was that from the Red Letter dudes? Is it, it, may, it, was, it may have been. Yeah. Was it because it was Grimace's birthday or whatever? Uh, that's what they're do. That's why McDonald's has the Grimace shake because yeah. it's like something to do with his anniversary or some shit. I think it's like I keep on going when I go to McDonald's. It's like there's some kind of like Grimace. Happy birthday, Grimace! And yeah, but but people are using the TikToks to make videos where they're like, "Hey guys, I'm going to try this Grimace shake for like the first time. Like I've heard a lot about it." And they like take a sip and they're like, "Oh, that's really good." And then it like cuts to like them like sprawled out in some weird way looking like they're dead twitching with like grimace shakes spilled all around them and apparently it's just like the new tiktok where yeah. I, like i hadn't huh. seen them but i haven't seen it either yeah. yeah my tiktok is filled with dead by daylight right now oh, oh my goodness uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i haven't tiktoked for a while mm. i broke the habit i've never tiktoked and it's awesome yeah it's a wise choice yeah I mean, I twenty four seven watch Twitch and YouTube. What so. do you do on the bathroom? I don't like Twitch and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I take a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I focus all my energy. Yeah. I uh, get on the Point Break app and build shit, shit your pants lists. Mm-hmm. No, that takes like ten seconds, and then yeah, that's all the models I have. That's true. <laughs> oh my God, Mace Windu! I guess we're in the pre-ram, but we can kind of talk about. Oh, his rules? He yeah. got uh, spoiled. I, yeah. yeah, I liked him. Mm. He, he's looked, only got six points. Six squad points. Which is freaking low. So he's got to be like a huge badass. He, I mean, his rules are really good. He, mm. by far, is the easiest way to gain power or gain focus back. Like you can gain four, four or gain two focus and heal three um, just by using the Shatterpoint card on him. Okay. Um, so you can, I mean, if it, if you're using it earlier in the game, that's not like very good, obviously, because you probably don't have any. Like, yeah, he gets bonuses if you're if he's the shatter point activation. And, yeah. Okay, and it depends on which side, which stance he's using. What his bonuses are. Yeah, and then uh, he can just reroll dice for force, mm, like spend yeah. a four reroll, force reroll an attack die. Okay, um, and he has like a. A move like dash ability or whatever that's just like table Hit. wide, and it's him and the you uh, yeah. any other it's Galactic like, Republic. It's like Dooku, except it's just like table wide, not like within three. Okay. Just whatever. Um, and his trees are good. Yeah, he's he's good. I don't know if he's six squad points good because that's like, whew, we don't even have a three. Yeah, secondary yet, so we'll see. I mean, obviously. He'll have one in his box. But yeah, he can't be unplayable. Right. <laughs> but it's weird this box is going to be two threes. Yeah. Or a four and a two, as people have said in our Discord. No but I don't, no I don't envision anything being two in this game, but I guess we'll see. Ewoks, maybe. No way. No way. They're going to be fives. Hmm. Unless Ewoks are twos, but they have two secondaries. Just imagine you can be like, Vader with a five point secondary and then Ewoks at two. Mm-hmm. Boom. The perfect list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yum yum. I do like people making the argument that Vader and Anakin aren't the same person, so they should be able to be played at the same time. 
Uh-huh. Oh, geez. <laughs> Even though the front of the Vader's card says cannot be played in the same. Yeah, he cannot. He yeah. does not say he's Anakin Skywalker. He but doesn't. He just cannot be played with it's Anakin It's because Skywalker. Vader killed Anakin Skywalker. I killed him. Yeah. <laughs> the poetry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, can uh, Obi-Wan not be played with uh, Grievous? Because he killed him. He killed Grievous. That's so. true. That's true. Same with Anakin can't be played with Dooku. So all these things mm-hmm. we learn. Also, Obi-Wan can't be played with Maul. Like twice. Yeah, at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait, is it because he killed him once uh, and then he came back? Does he then undo it? But then he killed him again, so. <sighs> he might come back. You never know. I think yeah. it's done. Desert magic. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for some of the upcoming shit your pants models. I feel like there might be a little bit of a a lot a lot of models coming out real fast for that game, which is good. But man, that's a my pocketbook's already feeling it. Hmm. Just gotta stick with what you actually want to play. Yeah, it's for like now. I want to play everything except for uh, the one unit. You can probably guess the Padme unit. Yeah. <laughs> don't have much interest in the battle yeah i do think the shatterpoint is a game that like with mcp i, I feel a bit more like hostage to like oh man i kind of want everything because everybody has you a play, unique yeah, thing yeah. right with shatterpoint i'm like everybody's pretty in the curve so I, i'm like i'll just play the stuff that i would like mm. i pick mm-hmm. you know cherry pick the mm. things i feel way better about cherry picking in shatterpoint than i do in mcp yeah i think that's fair I think that's fair, particularly from your uh, perspective where you're like, you're not even looking at like, well, I want to play Galactic Republic. That's what interests me. Cause then mm. you'd be like, well, I got to get like the Corset plus Luminara plus Maze plus Blokun. Cause those are all Galactic Republic. Mm-hmm. And you're like, literally just, you'll mix, mix a match. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But again, if you did the other thing, you're, that's fine. And you're also limiting what you need to purchase, right? Also true. Yeah. Like the, uh, but you're guaranteed to have a relatively decent amount of uh, agency on crises points and stuff. It's not like a... Right. So that is cool. Yep. And at some point, they have to release a new or a new uh, scenario pack. Hmm. Yeah. And it's got to be in one of these, I feel like, right? I would hope so. Or I would hope that they release a pack that's like three different scenario packs or whatever, like in one. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And some variety. I hope they do wacky stuff. Like this one is like um the it just doesn't feel like anything, you know? It's like what? What is this the, this scenario? Hey yeah. somebody pointed out it's a corset scenario and like Well yeah, I think just that's like, definitely true. Like I, I they, mean they applied like a dressing of a narrative to it, like uh we gotta get the points and then we gotta go to the extract and then we, we gotta like do We gotta get an exit, find a new yeah. exit or whatever yeah. and yeah. Um but they should make it like casino heist, you know, like like a very specific mm-hmm. thing where it's like you know, it feels like the three steps are things in a story, you know. Right. They could use the uh they could use, and you know, it's always going to just be points on the map. You know, like that's about the best they can really do with right. with anything. But like, just kind of narratively imagine um, famous scenes in the movie where, 
we got to go save Han Solo. And then they fuck up the, you know, you either get him out of Carbonite in the opening scene or you don't. And then you have the barge and then you have the. Well, that feels more like whatever. a board game that you're trying to describe, basically. Well, no, just you just have to, like, dress up. You know, again, you've got, like, nine tokens on the board. And like, the scenario that. rules shouldn't be uh, one of those points is a priority. Roll for it each turn and see what it is. It yeah. should be, like. Like something, like whatever the unique scenario rules are, should have something to do with yeah. whatever the narrative is. I think is his point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, on the third, on the third step of my like uh, cantina heist or whatever, it's like, uh oh, one of these points is the Sarlacc pit this turn, and then that's like anybody that stands next to gets, next week gets two damage or something. Yeah, you know, whatever. Or like you've been in the cantina and like. I don't know, like, both of your primaries are drunk, and at minus three dice. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. yep. Classic Obi-Wan. Classic. Yep. Getting, yep. getting toasted. Can't handle shit. Damn it, Obi-Wan. Yep. Lightweight. Yep. So that's it. And, like, they could have done that with this one. It could have just been the nine, the grid of nine with, like, the moving points, but they could have done more to, like, make it feel I, like it. I have been surprised by how much the aesthetic is like appealing to me in this game. Yeah. Like most of the stuff that they're releasing, I'm like, I dig that. And yeah. like, it's even got me like going online and looking for like, I was like, uh, like I was looking at uh, different like 135 to 140 like scale ships to like, oh yeah, build like a platform, like a landing platform on the table and like incorporate the train. Cause the like high ground train and the core train, like those are nice for like, corset opening like whatever's but it's not like really creating it's just like a bunch of gantries like that's not that exciting it like, does feel like you're be... playing on like an 80s toy set you know yeah exactly like uh i want to be like hey this is a landing pad or like uh you know like a, a mining camp or something yeah. like that yeah and have that feel so i'd like to get some some uh other terrain into the mix yeah but yeah building like uh like the oh the dock for like a Death Star or something would be pretty sweet. Oh yeah, like that. It's like loaded up with ships and hmm. crates and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, we just need the Hasbro Millennium Falcon. It's got to be pretty close to scale. I did consider just like building a table out of Legos. Like yeah, the Lego Millennium Five, the most expensive fucking table. Yeah, <laughs> just like Lego Millennium hmm. Falcon, Lego uh, X Wing, stuff like that. Well, the cool thing about us is like all those has are all the Jenner toys from the '80s are like super expensive, mm-hmm. but not really because they're only expensive if you get them new in box. Mm-hmm. But if you, oh yeah, like the beat up ones that aren't yeah. like, yeah, it's just like whatever, and then put some weathering, yeah, you weathering powder anyway, stuff exactly. on it, yeah, well, yeah, call it good. Yep. Yeah, no, that's I was looking at. Um, there's like a one thirty five scale. Tie fighter that's like twenty bucks, and I was like, mm. that'd be it would actually be maybe like a little too big, but yeah, uh, then like a one forty second uh, A wing or whatever, and then X wing that's like one fortieth. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, those will all be cool. cool. The cool thing about the Falcon is that it literally the Falcon's doubles. so big. Yeah, so you could like play on it. It would be sweet. Oh yeah, but. Then also you could put all your guys in it and then use it as your army transport. <laughs> <laughs> Fly around the shop. You know, like you would be the coolest person at every turn. That's though. true. That is true. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You fly to the shop. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. King shit nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, like when I deployed, if I deployed, I'd fly the ship up to the edge of the table and I would push them out the front door, you know, like to go down. The, <laughs> you know? Just like uh, right on the two point yeah. line. And then, yeah. Yeah. Everybody come out. Just like snap. There goes Obi's saber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're probably ready to do it. I think so.